river kingdoms are a constantly shifting group of city-states, kingdoms and fiefdoms, rising and falling through the machinations of would-be conquerors, wars, assassinations, games of politics, and dangerous monsters. South of Brevois sits the Stolen Lands. Stolen from what and when are a matter of some debate. Currently overrun by bandits and monsters. Brevois seeks to aid in the establishment of new kingdoms, buffer states, run by anyone strong enough and clever enough to carve a kingdom out of the savage wilderness. Caelan Thorne, the mercenary who would be king, believes he is that man. Herein lies his tale of wilderness exploration, monsters, politics, romantic entanglements, ancient gods, and war. Heavy indeed is the head that wears the crown. Sugar-Fueled Gamers, in association with RPGMP3.com, present Kingmaker, a Paizo Adventure Path. A word to our listeners. This game is often interrupted. Whenever this happens, you'll hear our editor's tone to let you know when a segment of recording has been removed until we resume gaming. Episode 31. So, Caitlin and everyone hit 8th level. Yep. For the benefit of our millions of imaginary listeners. Yep. Uh, what did you do with your level? So, um, I took a fighter level. Mm-hmm. I got a point of base attack bonus and um, uh, fought will and reflex. Um, I boosted my strength by one, and I boosted my whiz by one, which means my strength is now 18 and my wisdom is 12, um, So, which gave me more will. Um, so all my attacks have gone up a lot. Um, I got 10 more hit points. I took, got another fighter bonus feat, which I'm defaulting to Great Cleave. Because I like stabbing things a lot. You want great cleave? Yeah. Uh, lots of situations coming up with just the one cleave wasn't enough. Well, possibly not, but the other tree I'm going down is the um, uh, spirited charge style stuff, and I'm barely even riding, riding the horse in combat these days. Fair enough. I tend to go down into dungeons and stab things a lot more. Um, so skill point wise, I had a glorious four, and I bought ride and. Um, Ride and Knowledge Engineering, which I continue to max every level because I can. Yep. I um, put my um, Intimidate up because it was just so useful with the Centaurs. There's really not a lot you can do with fighter skills. And I put my Balance up because there's really not a lot you can do with fighter skills. So mm-hmm. it's now only a negative two. I took a look at the tumble, but there's really how no... Many, how many ranks do you have in it, though? Two. So if I take off the armor, it's a two. So you, if, you get, if you get three more, you won't be flat-footed with balancing anymore. Yeah. Which means you won't be denied all your dexterity. Yeah, but the thing is, um, my climb and swim and jump are already quite good for mm-hmm. a guy in plate, so... Um, and I still need to actually um, note down my revised strength skills. I got distracted from doing that. but um, And I got a new relationship point, which I put with Bryn. Yep. Because, you know, I did get married to her. Yep. Uh, so um, I now have 17 with her, which is equal to Michaela. Mm-hmm. I've been working on that for a while. Mm-hmm. I went a bit crazy on boosting my relationship with Michaela, and I've been trying to get my relationship with Bryn back up there. And that was my level. Okay. So, for everyone else? Yes. 
Um, everybody gets base attack. Mm-hmm. This level. Uh, Tristan is improving his charisma. Keep ahead of his spell curve. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he is intri- increasing his constitution. Yes, a, a, a sound move. Not enough to actually, you know, get him anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but it'll come. Uh, he gets an extra second level spell he can cast a day, an extra, uh, a first third level slot. Yep. Um, he learns Speak with Animals as a third level bard spell. Yep. Um, and he gains Inspire Courage plus two as his bardic ability. Sweet. That's pretty good. Uh, then he spends his million T11 skill points on, um, what do we spend them on? Knowledge Nature, Ride, Perform, Tumble, Escape Artist, Diplomacy, Intimidate, Bluff, Gather Information, and then a single cross-class point to open lock. Go with the new shiny lock picks he has from his best of escape. Bringing him from nothing in open lock to plus ten. Blimey, so only one rank in the knowledge is this level. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Nature's the one that he keeps maxing. Yeah. Uh, mo- mo- the thing is, the rest of them are so far off max, it's not funny. It's just His he's next got highest some... one he has six ranks in. Blimey. It's just he's so damn smart that yeah. brings him up to a plus 12. Yeah, yeah, I'm familiar with the young Talia hardly ever boosted her handle animal and things because she didn't... No, she boosted that one. She hardly ever boosted her survival because she didn't need to because she was a tiny survival god. And um, every level he gets more bardic knowledge anyway. Right, yes. that's a functional level rather than skill points. Yep. Uh, so Corwin... Is boosting his wisdom and his strength, is that your point? He gets an extra third and fourth level spell, of which he's taking divine power again and bestow curse. Cool. Some nice more evil pokey things. Yep. Keep up with this thing. Um, and his skill points went and vanished. Yeah, yeah. Down the endless plug hole that is. He can swim yeah. a little bit better. Yep. Um, Michaela took a level in things. Yep. Gained some things. Yep. Uh, Boosted her strength, boosted her intelligence. Yep. Um, spent a bunch of skill points. <laughs> her levels are so uninformative. Well, she continued to put up her bluff, her sense motive, her disguise, her knowledge religion. Uh, actually is finally getting over being a multi-class character enough to actually spend skill points and things again. Sweet. So has put some and gather information. Cool. Which she really should have more ranks in. Uh, yeah, yeah. But it's it's a function of when it's a class skill or yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know she is a cleric and I, part-time a cleric and I understand the problem with being half a cleric. Half a... Ah, right, that's what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bryn uh, goes up in decks, up in wisdom. Yep. Uh, which brings her AC up nicely, incidentally. Yep, excellent. That's two points of AC right there. Yep. Um, no hope of putting the charisma up there. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, she, she is, however, seriously contemplating putting her skill rank in, in diplomacy instead of sense motive. Uh-uh. To bring her up to a plus zero to diplomacy. I would not say no to that. On the other hand, you know, Kaylin needs the help with sensing motives. Yes, he certainly does. Um, That's alright. I mean, what are the odds that we're going to have her rather than Kaylin do the talking in any case? She goes up to a D10 unarmed damage. Cool. And, um... That's pretty mighty. Yep. And it being 8th level, um, 
doubles her bonuses from her alertness feat and her stealthy feat. Oh, sweet. So more spotless and hide more silently. My goodness, because she was really having some problems with her, how stealthy she wasn't. <laughs> I, I'm in favour of it. Heaven knows it takes a lot of stealth to hide a guy as big as Kayla. Uh, they have big piles of money. Um, yep. Corwin is buying... Uh, is is looking at buying Undead Bane or Metal Spike. Oh, cool. That does seem very him. Because, you know, he doesn't turn them, but he hates them. Yeah. So, um, Michaela is spending 5-5 five five of her 6-2 cash. Yeah. On a circle of persuasion and a pearl of power. Yeah. Um, Tristan is buying a Mithril Chain shirt and a vest of escape and some Masterwork Thieves tools, which will take care of most of his money. Yeah. Um... Bryn has a big pile of money. Uh, currently, she's buying a golem bane scarab, which um, allows you to detect golems within 60 feet, which is awesome, um, and damage them with your unarmed strikes as if you bypass their damage reduction. Right, so it's like a neat slot that lets you kill golems. I believe it's a non-slot. Oh, oh, nice. But it just it lets you bypass golems DR of whatever kind they have. So Nice. I mean, it's I do have a pl- I do have a golden plan vis-a-vis adamantine weapon, but yes. it, but she w- certainly wouldn't be able to help with yes, that. Yes, but she she can do deck against things with high DR because that's the downside of being a monk. Yeah, you just you don't have enough damage output to do anything yeah. about it. And it is and hitting of... it multiple times when it's got DR doesn't help the problem. No, no. Um, and is vaguely eyeing up um, using her meditative techniques to put Feybane on her fists. Uh. Again, to round about the same problem with DR. Yeah, yeah. It's got cold iron, right. I punch it hard. And she's still holding grudges against the quickling, even though she's got her... Um, well, she never, never got to kill the quickling. That's true. It was dead when we got there. Mm-hmm. Didn't get to kill, kill Tyatok either, because it took Tristram down with me. Mm-hmm. Such is life. Mm-hmm. And that's about it. I bet Bryn could have seen the little bugger too. On the other hand, she probably couldn't have told me what that um, don't let him dance before yeah. I let the woman dance. Couldn't have outraced him, though. Yeah. Uh, and do we want to check for kingdom stats? To see if yes. they have improved people's stats going up? Yes, we do. And we want to start with Kalen. So his max stat is now an 18, and his min stat is a 10. Yep, so that should now be giving you a plus two for all of your kingdom rolls. Right. Or which, whichever things it applies to. Right, which is what I already had. Yep. About what I figured. Yeah. Yeah, because the minimums need to go up as well. Yeah, yeah, I thought they might. I was hoping that improving the max would have... Because my max used to be a 17. And Bryn is, I believe, in the same basket. Still a plus one? Still a plus one. Yeah. Oh, well, when we, um... When on the we other get, hand, it's going on multiple things now. Yeah, well, the thing is, um, when we when we get our next Kingdom Hex, we're going to click the magic button and become 26. That's ah, right, so not going on things. More things right now. Yeah, but it will very soon. Okay, uh... Tristan, as your Magister, should be adding plus four. Yep. Because he doesn't get to use his headband of awesomeness. Yeah, yeah. And he hasn't spent his stat points trying to put his intelligence up. Further. Yeah, I think the charisma was a good decision. It, oh, it, Time it was, to acknowledge it's a spell I'd, I'd do it if it was an odd number and it was going to generate more skill points, but the thing is you only get more skill points when he's 12th level onwards, and yeah. that's a long ways away. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, 
Corwin as your treasurer. He's giving me a plus three at present. Uh, which is now going to a four. Oh, sweet. He's become slightly older and significantly wider. Economy goes up by one. Yep. And that just leaves Michaela as my spy master. Yep, what's she earning? One at the moment. Uh, which goes up to two. Sweet. Putting up the spy master stat. Yep. yep, first time. That has ever actually gone up. <laughs> you've got a you've got a spy master with more than plus one. Yep. It was worth asking her which one she wanted to do, and that's currently assigned to loyalty. Mm-hmm. But if you get someone with less like Goody Niska in there, you can send her off to camp in there without worrying about losing the. You're never going to let that go, are you? I never let anything go. It's the secret to our marriage. So yes, when last we left you, yes, you had gone to investigate the disappearance of Van Holt. Yes. And it was gone, leaving yes. no sign of its passing, but no man scratched upon the door. Yep. Um, which you had concluded was some sort of reference to the centaurs, them being the Noman centaurs. Um, or the Noman, or the Noman mountains. Yep. Or the Noman mountain range in yep. the area. But, um... You know, that didn't tell you whether it was a warning, a request for aid, um, uh, some other thing entirely. Yes. Um, nonetheless, Varner's people are just gone. They have apparently just dropped what they're doing and walked off, leaving no trace of them behind. Um, you found uh, that your people had been captured by the centaurs, some of them killed, Um that the centaurs were deliberately driving off animals and things trying to make the area as creepy as possible to keep people out um, you have negotiated the return of your people you have negotiated a um, hostile truce yeah a, 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 treat, a loose treaty of sorts with the centaur tribe yeah. mm-hmm. um, you have been invited to go and see them should you so choose yeah um other than that, you are invited to wander the lands in very small parties. Yeah. Um, and stay the hell out of their territory unless yeah. I have a reason for being there. Yep, and the messenger Deneed Thunderhoof told you to piss off and die in a gutter. Yeah. The actual letter you got from their priestess was more polite. <laughs> yeah. Although, to be honest, I think um, the, the, the um, Thunderhoof would be heartbroken if anyone suggested it was possible to be less polite than she managed. Mm-hmm. Her goal was clearly to be as impolite as was humanly possible. Or centrally possible. So, when we cut back in, and feel free to correct me here, um, we were doing... Um, you have a bunch of divination-y things if you so desire them. Yep. And um, we're sort of moving into taking another kingdom turn. Yeah, so the conception is, this is the next month. Yep. Um, I can either do the divination or the kingdom turn first and then the other one, but my yep. divination scrolls have potentially arrived, yep. except possibly the discern location one, because that one had to come from Catafesh itself. Um, but you can make that call. And, and the thing is, as soon as you take the kingdom turn, it's a month of time. Yeah. And it, I, I'm not fussed as to which end the divination scrolls show up on. Yeah. So a I'm, month would be would be enough to get a thing from Caterpillar. Sweet. So I want to do the divination scrolls and the kingdom turn in some order, and then the other one. Yep. Um, and then I wanted to ask you for some meta advice. Yep. Um, the 
inclination is I mean I'm I'm paring it down in terms of doing things like taking another kingdom turn instead of just jamming as much as possible into that month yep. but um, my inclination is kind of towards just keeping on taking kingdom turns to track down Varna's take, keeping on taking exploring turns to track down Varna as quickly as possible yeah different um, that said, I know you pref- the, the previous adventure you preferred to have me pace it out a bit with some kingdom turns opposite some. The thing is, your your kingdom will still exist, and you're going to have to um, you're going to have to do the kingdom turns anyway. Yeah, um, and you'll probably want to return for them rather than suffer the horrific penalties. Of them. The, the Although now that you're married, you actually could leave because yeah. Bryn can be in charge of your absence. You just can't take Bryn with you. Yeah, yeah. But nonetheless, I would you can take Bryn with you fine if you're coming back. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, um, this is a different kettle of fish from the monster kingdom of, of Rivers Run Red anyway. Yeah. So you can more or less do whatever the hell you like, it won't make a lot of difference to me. Okay, so I don't need to pace, I don't need to worry about pacing out kingdom turns with adventuring turns? Nope, you may do whatever you feel is appropriate. Cool. Um, you've, you've pretty much already embraced the philosophy Tristan promoted of one of two things has happened to the people of Varnhold. They were either dead and completely beyond your help and were in that state before you even started, or they're somewhere where they're perfectly fine-ish and will more or less remain in that state indefinitely. They're likely either dead or in a relatively stable condition. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's not likely that, say, they've been taken away and uh, been methodically tortured to death because if you wanted them dead, it would be extremely doable. Yes. Yes, so while it is pressing that we recover them, th- there's also a general desire that we not get ourselves killed in the process. It, it is fighting their evil Eldadarchian Elder overlords or whatever. Yep. We need to do some investigation and go a bit cautiously and the like. Uh, you will... Um, you, you will get a message from the Queen of Forgotten Time, which is a small enough thing that we don't need to do a scene for it. Uh, you will, however, find that you can actually receive messages from her now. Uh-huh. And this will probably creep you out slightly, because this is Kaelin wakes up in the dead of night one night, and you can hear this whisper of her voice going, Kaelin, Kaelin. And like it's coming from far away. Yeah. And it's coming from, you know, whatever drawer or chest or whatever the monocle is presently sitting in. Yeah. Um, Bryn can't hear it. It's it's not a physical voice. It's a voice in your head. Only you can hear it. Yep. I will go and get the monocle. And when you use it, she basically tells you that, you know, your connection has now strengthened to the point where she can... She can contact you. She can she can buzz you to say, "Hey, call me." Yeah, cool. Which is effectively what this is. It's cool. just Frumbling. It's, it's not. You feel like you should talk to her. It's the monocle starts whispering to you. Yep. <laughs> but I brush past it. Huh? What does she have to tell me? Uh, a couple of things, actually. Um, for starters, she will tell you kind of what you already know. It is what Tristan has told you about the centaurs, um, that they are an old race descended from the Fae. Yeah. Um, that they probably have knowledge of this land. Yeah. Uh, this is more or less what Tristan tells you. She tells yeah. you in a different way, but yeah, it's, yeah. it's the same information. Um, and the second thing she will say to you is, um, if, you prefer, if you prefer a less gaudy method of making contact with me, 
I can fashion I can fashion you something else that will serve you the same purpose. A crown, perhaps. Something more suitable for you. Because what you've got is Hagrolka's magic monocle. Yeah. It is resized to your eye, but Kaelin's not a monocled guy. Yeah, yeah, it is kind of weird. Um, I would appreciate that. And Kaelin pauses for a moment and ponders his um, jewellery options. Yeah, the crown is her... Um, her thought of a thing that you like. Yeah, but I'm, I'm pretty happy with my current crown. Um, although, actually, yeah, no, no, I, I'm happy with my current crown. Um, um, what Kaelin would like is actually an amulet. Okay. Um, you know, it's um, he's been more le- he's been wearing the monocle around his neck as a customary thing when he's going adventuring and taking her out. Yep. And um, some kind of a little amulet-style thingy would yeah. be much more in his keeping. And at some point a couple of weeks later, um, you hear the whispering again in the night, always yeah. in the night. Yeah. Um, it, it's literally when you're asleep. You yeah. hear it in your dreams, and when you wake up, it's still going on. Yeah. Um, what she gives you is a very sturdy... It, it looks like it's made of glass, but it's incredibly sturdy. You tap it, and it doesn't break. And it has a ring of sort of woven green hair sort of weaving through it faintly down into what might be a va- what what might be a vague K shape. Cool. That is what you have. Awesome. So I'll ask her what I should do with the monocle at that point. She says if you're if you're if you're ready to part with it, I will take it back into my keeping. You give it to her in the dream state and when you come out of this dream state, you are wearing the amulet and the monocle is gone. Cool. It's just disappeared. <laughs> so, you actually can physically transfer objects between her realm and yours. Interesting. So, a question about her realm, given that I'm there. Yep. Um, are more of the windows lit up now that she's getting to see more of the kingdom and stuff? Yeah, with with exactly what you would expect. They are locations of prominence that you have seen. Cool. She doesn't seem to spend a lot of time watching Random Field B. Yeah. But Elk's Rest is in there, Thorn Watch is in there, Vinehold is in there. Cool. And and it appears to be a, a somewhat real-time view. Yeah. Like, Vinehold looks a little bit more snowed in than it was previously. Right, like, yeah. Like that kind of thing. Cool. So she's not stuck with a static view of what you've seen. Nor is she getting, however, a completely real-time view, because when you... Arrive in the middle of the night and look at sta- look at Elk's Rest. It's daylight and there are people vaguely moving around the market. In a scene you sort of think probably happened a couple of days ago. Yeah. But yes, that is that is that. Cool. And you may have a kingdom turn or a or divination spells, whichever you prefer, in whatever order you desire. Yep. I think we'll start with the divination spells. Okay. I'll go and get the DMG. Yep. I'll um, find my money pencil. And I've got a pad of paper. In fact, what I'll start off with. Okay, so. Uh, a commune spell is the one that you, you've used many times before. That's yeah. the yes, no, maybe divination spell. Yeah. Um, that will give you, because you'll have to buy a scroll of it. Yep. Uh, I believe it's a fifth level spell. 
so I'll just double check that. Yeah, been a while since we're high enough level to have communes. Jeez, Corwin's. Oh yeah, Corwin's almost there. He'll have this. Ne- he'll have this himself next level. Mm-hmm. Although, of course, you probably don't want to wait. No. Mm-hmm. Straight class clerics, man. Yeah, they're getting them faster than Claire was because he's straight class. Yeah. Uh, so that would give you nine questions. Cool. Um, and because the scroll was inscribed by the person who inscri- the person who inscribed it, in what you'd get in the River Kingdom would be contacting Aristotle rather than Phrasma for the purposes of who the, who the deity that is answering the questions is. Right. So even though it's Corwin casting the spell because the scroll is prescribed. If he was casting it, he'd be asking his questions of Phrasma. Instead, you'll be asking them of Aristotle for whatever difference it pointed. I, I can't imagine that makes Caelan uncomfortable in any way, shape, or form. No. But no. you know how I work commune. Your answers may be flavoured by who you are asking. Y- yes, yes, I know that that's a relevant thing. Mm. <laughs> commune with Oberon. <laughs> mm-hmm. You could, theoretically, if you could find a worshipper of Oberon who could describe sufficiently high-level cleric spells. Yeah, but I'd probably get really cryptic answers. I mean, uh, I can't say is actually one of the options. I think he would actually probably just tell you to piss off. Uh, he's allowed to not answer questions where the answer would be misleading or contrary to his interests. Yeah, and it's not in his interest to answer the question. Well, it, it kind of is, but it's against his... It's, his, against, his it's against his nature, his purpose. Yeah. I mean, the fact of the matter is, he showed up and given me a bunch of cryptic information. If he was prepared to, he could have shown up and incapable of it, he could have shown up and given me a bunch of clear information. I have the information he was able to give me. So that will grant you nine questions for each spell you have that. So I'm going to need to spend some time. There's no given reason why you can't buy multiples if you so desire. Um... can talk to you about the rest of your divination options if you desire, or you can concentrate on what you're doing. Um, so I can tell you what I want to purchase. Yep. Um, I want to purchase a scroll of divination, yep. a scroll of commune, yep. and a scroll of discern location. Yep. So If that adds up to more than 10,000 gold, let me know. Uh, no, it, it won't remotely. Cool. Uh, so, so divination is a useful piece of advice concerning something that's happening within a week. Yeah, I'm, I'm buying it while I'm buying the others. Okay, you're not using it. Yeah, I'm hanging on to... Because I'm going to use that when I'm actually about to go in after... When I've got enough intel that I'm about to go in after Varn. Understood. Um, Communion, of course, you know how that works. Uh, Discern location... Um, Nothing short of a mind blank or the direct intervention of a deity stops you learning the exact location of an individual or object. You must know who they are. It just tells you Van is exactly at point B, Q, and X. Yep. No problem. Um, I believe those are about your best options. But I'll have a snoozy through the wizard ones. So you do have some other options available to you from the wizardy, wizardy arcane ones. 
which are um, contact other plane, as you get a non-god entity to ask questions of. Yeah. That's the one that uh, blows your mind out of your ears if you screw it up. So yeah. yeah. I know the player hates it. So yeah, yeah. I, I do indeed hate that spell. I think. Uh, legend lore is one that gives you uh, vague information about a thing. So I could do that on Varn. I know enough about Varn. Yeah, you certainly could. Um, Although that doesn't... I don't think it tells me his current location. It doesn't really... I mean, discern location from one for telling me where he is. Okay. Um, let's have Scrooge. But I know the name of the island, right? I could do it to the island. Uh, so, Legend Lore brings to your mind Legend. It's got a long casting time, which is completely irrelevant. And Sweet. <laughs> yeah, sure, it really is. Um, that's very cool, actually. Um, if you know only rumours, the casting time is 2d6 weeks, but that's still Kingdom time. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, brings to your mind Legends about an important place, person, or thing. Uh, none of which will be at hand with you, so it is going to be a, a while. Um, uh, Tristan, Tristan can actually cast this yeah. right off the bat. Um, if he does, however, that it will actually remove him from being your magister for the kingdom turn. He cannot engage in anything else strenuous while doing it over the course of those weeks. Yeah, um, which is probably not a major. Uh, what this does for you is it gives you legends about the person, place, or thing. Uh, legends that may be current, forgotten, or even information that has generally not n- never been known. Uh, if the person, place, or thing is not of legendary importance, you gain no information. So Varn is probably not a valid target for it. You yep. probably have to hit something else. What about the island? Uh, that probably is a valid target for yeah. it, because it's so sufficiently old. Yeah. Uh, at which point you get basically a cryptic um, rhyme of some kind about it. Yeah. Um, and then... Allies' Dweamer is useless. Uh, vision is like legend a little bit faster. Scrying is another option available to you. Yeah. Um, on Van because he's the one that you... Yeah, so um, how much is um, a scroll of legend lore? Uh, I don't know off the top of my head. Got the monies. Yeah. No, that's okay. Keep, um, keep talking to me about spell options there. Discern the location you have, and. Yep, ninth level divination ones are pointless in this circumstance. In terms of the packet that this stuff costs. Scrolls, 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 rods, rods, wands, wands, stuffs are crap, we never use them. Okay, uh, so a scroll of discern location will run you 3,000 gold. Uh, a scroll of commune yep. will run you 1625, you may want to write some of this down. 3,000, yep. Uh, a scroll of divination will run you 725. Yep. And a scroll of legend law will run you 1900. A lot of money. Yep. 
Tristan is eventually planning on taking Legend Lore um, as one of his fourth level bard spells, but you'll be waiting a long time for that one. Yeah. Uh, it's it's 2d6 weeks if you have only the vaguest rumours of the thing that you were looking at, which is where you are at for something like the island. Yeah. Uh, you have an idea that it exists, kind yeah. of, somewhere, maybe. Um, if you have more, some information on the thing, it's a d10 days, and if you are there, it's 40 minutes. Cool. Um, so, the, um, what's the name of, I'm writing the questions. Yep. I, I can only remember, I can only ever remember a sword's name. What's the, um, twice, Amag. Amag the twice born. That's it. An Orvin Bane, so name the sword. Alright. This may not be the best list of questions, but it's what I've been able to come up with. It's okay, it's okay. We can always leave it if you want to. No, no, no. It's um, I'm out of practice at the old commune spells. Okay, so you are sitting in in an isolated room in the town hall with Corwin trying to cast commune. Yeah. Okay, so he pulls out this weathered-looking, um, heavily secured scroll that cost yeah. you multiple thousands of gold, um, and now, lad, you understand how. Where am I? Ah, oh, I. There I am. You understand how this works? Once I start, I can hear stop. You'll be hearing you'll be hearing old Dead Eyes voice coming out through me. I, I've, I've come up with my questions as best I can. All right, here we go then. Dead Eye, oldest of old, father of fathers, hunter, protector, lord and master. We ask you, we seek your wisdom as children seek wisdom, my father. Hear us. Speak to us. Answer us. And his eyes do not go black. Instead, his, he just looks slightly slack. As if he's start, just starting to nod off into sleep. And you get the impression of presence is listening. Is Van Thorn alive? Yes. Were the centaurs responsible for what happened to Varnhof? No. Were creatures of the outer dark responsible for what happened to Varnhof? Indirectly. Were the Church of Gairona responsible for what happened to Varnhof? Oh, what a damned good question. Uh, that one, I will need to pause for a moment. Think <laughs> yeah. on how Aristotle would answer that. Uh, I know I'm do- I know I'm on the right track when I make you stop and think. So, uh, right. yeah, okay. You get the answer immediately. There's no pause for yeah. thought there, um, but it's what I want to check on. No. Yeah. Are the Church of Garona trying to revive Ahmad the Twiceborn? Yes. Is it possible to revive Ahmad the Twiceborn? <laughs> That's another damn good question. <laughs> One moment, Aristotle starts loading. So, okay, I'm good. Question again. Uh. Is it possible to revive a mark the twice born? In soul only, not flesh. 
in it with wild information. Was an artifact of the outer dark used to trigger what happened to Van Holt? Yes. Is that artifact on Vordekai's Island? Yes. Okay. Um, need to be careful here. Because um, I've got slightly more questions than I can actually ask. Yep. I've got one left. And I'm going to ask, let me state at this time, Kalen is not wearing that amulet. It is, in fact, in his bedroom that way, and he's somewhere else. Is the Queen of Forgotten Time the same person who spoke to Hagrolka and the Staglord? Yes. Are you out of questions? I am out of questions. Corn full silent. Ugh. Well, that's a mess of business and no mistake. Did you get what you were after? As much of it as I, 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 I had um, Michaela and you talking to me about um, the limits on this spell. Aye. That's the problem with these sort of things. I've got precious little time for divination myself. The gods are always cryptic. Only so much our minds can handle, you know. I. But um, I got some. Go- I got some information on what is coming our way, and I got enough that I know we're on the right track about what happened to Van and his people. And I know Van's alive. That's what matters most. And I will. We'll also want to cast discern location. Yep. On Van Thorn. Okay. Where is Van Thorn? Where is Van Thorn? So I would imagine Corwin would, you know, cast this, that that spell as well. Say, so, you know, we would have prepared for him to cast both. Uh, yes, yes. He. Um, I know he needs to prepare an L's wisdom first. Actually, he doesn't because he's leveled up now. Oh, sweet. His wisdom is eighteen and is thus high enough to actually. Um, Cast an 8th level cleric spell. Whoa, badass. Uh, and it is an 8th level cleric spell, so. So. He says, alright, well, this ought to be an interesting piece of business then. Did I? Guide me mind like an arrow to the target. Show me. Where is Von Thorn? <laughs> and. Again, his head dips. Okay, uh, the spell reveals the name of the creature or object's location, right? Um, place name, business name, building name. <laughs> One, two, three, fake through. <laughs> yeah, unsurprisingly, you don't get a building address. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, I wish I had said that. <laughs> how's that? Um, it's, um... When you start talking about address validation, a programmer's mind leaps to places which aren't really consistent with yeah, roleplay. Yeah. Programmers, pro- programs are not designed to hold this sort of information. I'm having address flashbacks. Because okay. uh, I have to find the room that they're in as well. Yeah.
It's certainly going to simplify my... I say, I have an improvement. It's certainly going to know which one. It's certainly going to simplify my dungeon crawl. Okay. Uh, Van Thorn is presently... Yep. You... You get... You get an, a sort of old fatherly voice coming out from Corwin. Van Thorn resides in a soul jar... I'll pause briefly so you can write this down. Yep. Behind the throne room. Vordekai's tomb. The throne room of Vordekai's tomb. Uh, that's it's behind the throne room. Yep. Comma. Comma. Vordekai's. Vordekai's tomb. tomb. So Vordekai's tomb is now the name of the um, building, essentially. Yep. Uh, Vordekai's island. Vordekai's island. Yep. Uh, Norman Heights, River Kingdom continent of blah 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 material yep. plane of existence sweet yeah I'll, I'll stop at Norman Heights <laughs> it does put you in uh, perspective that the, from the gods perspective it's oh yeah they're over here on the, 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 the material plane of existence <laughs> Sorry, there's one more thing for that. Yep. Uh, so, Vordekai's Island. Yep. Uh, beyond the Veil of Darkness. Oh, goody. Norman Heights, uh, River Kingdoms, blah, 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 blah. Veil of Darkness. Uh, material Plane and Outer Dark. Ha. Ah. Yes, okay. That's what I was looking at. Wait, is he on the material plane? Technically speaking, kind of. (laughs) Okay. Corwin falls silent again then. Ugh, well. I guess now we know. Sort of. Aye. Let's go find the kid. I want to know what a soldier is. Oh, and, um, I will actually tell you right where Mordecai's Island is as in what hex it's in. Oh, sweet. Um, the address you get does not use, you know, in hex G3 or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um, but you get west of the mountains, 100, you know, 10 kilometers yeah. north of the peaks of such and such. Yeah. To such an extent that Caleb probably doesn't recognize it immediately off the bat, but as soon as you get a map out and start looking at the general area, uh, Vortica's Island lies in ABC. Sorry, it's not there. Uh, so that would be E one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. E nine. 
Four guys island. Get. Yeah. Now we know. What you get more specifically is Tor of Levine, of the Lebanese, which is the sort of name of the mountainous region. Yeah. Um, you know, down from creek such and such, blah, blah, blah. It's very exactingly specific. It's not specific to the last millimeter. You would still actually have to explore the hex to find it, but it's somewhere in that block of miles. Yep. Okay. Okay. And yes, we'll immediately we'll thank Corwin very much for um, the. Yeah, hard you've, work you've probably done. got it. You've probably got, um, if not your council, at least your group of PCs around. For yeah, this. I think that they'd be in the next room, so we'll. Destroy. Well, they can all be in here. Yeah, I mean, there's no reason Corwin needs the privacy. For oh that. yeah, so well, because yeah. Tristan is, is um, very keen on listening to what's going yeah. on, what's happening, everything else, uh, and continue. Yes, and questions, no doubt. Well, at least we know he's alive. So, uh, alive-ish? What's a soldier? Uh, well, that's an interesting thing. Let me think. 32 on bardic knowledge. <laughs> Good man. Uh, Tristan goes a little white at this as he hears this descriptor. Um, a soldier is... Oh, it's a, a, an artifact of of sorts, a, a exceedingly minor one. Uh, sorry, the the glass jars, uh, wax plugs in the top, that sort of thing. Usually black. You you'd, wouldn't look like anything much, but but you'd know it as soon as you touched it. They're they're very, 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 very evil things. They, they. It's about what you'd think. They, they trap people's souls inside them. Uh, Van would be uh, essentially suspended in a void. It's not. He, he wouldn't even know what was happening to him. It, it'd be like being asleep with no frame of reference for how long you'd been in there. I mean, it won't harm him, but, um, you know, his soul, uh, his, and, and his body won't, uh, uh, decay <laughs> or starve or anything as, as long as he's in there. But they're, they're incredibly evil magic. The, the souls are kept to fuel, uh, Terrible arcane—they're occasionally used for terrible arcane rituals. More commonly, they're kept as trophies, captures of your enemies. Uh, This—it's incredibly high-level wizardry, though, to trap someone's soul. The jar allows you to do it without knowing the 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 extremely difficult arcane spell that you need to otherwise trap someone's soul. The jars are an artifact that can be used by anyone, but they're they're worth. Any individual jar is worth a small fortune, a couple of thousand gold at least. I wonder if he's got just one, or if he's got hundreds of them. Um, he, whoever this... Yes, yeah, yeah, mystery, yes. Whoever lives in that throne room, I wonder if he's got hundreds of them, or if Van is, you know, special. 
but if he did want the people to power something, it sounds like with a couple of hundred soldiers you could fuel an awful lot. But if you have a couple of hundred soldiers, you've got such a vast resource that would you need all those people? It's how do you how do you how do you smash him? Can you just break the jar? Uh, yeah, I mean it's a thick, solid glass jar, but the the same way you'd break a sufficiently thick pickle jar, smash it against the ground, the the soul comes back out unharmed, into the body, unharmed. Well. It sounds like the difficult bit then is going to be getting to him. If the body's gone, then the soul passes on. That's that's why they're, they're reviled and completely illegal in just about every civilized country I could name. I mean, if if the people the soul belongs to are dead, it it doesn't pass on to the afterlife. It's just trapped. Well, that's a nasty and idea. Corwin looks; his eyes black and slows. Well then, let's find the bastard who's doing this and smash his ass into a salt yard then. Nay, nay, we'll just kill him. Uh, They're so civilised. Tristan will tell you that salt yards are worth um, a good chunk of money apiece. Yeah. And they are mass, both massively illegal and trafficking them is the sort of thing that will effortlessly move you to an evil alignment. Yep. There is nothing good whatsoever that can be done with trapping people's souls in jars. Yeah. Nay, I um I appreciate their value and all, but um I'll be smashing any of the things they come off whoever's souls trapped in them. It offends Tristan horribly because they are a terrible, evil thing. Yeah. And it offends Corwin horribly because the this their literal purpose is to prevent souls going on to their rest. Yes. No no, we'll smash the things if we find them, and that will sort out that problem. But um, in terms of getting people in them, it's it's how the artifact works. It's relatively easy to do. If you had someone sufficiently under your control, i.e., chain to a wall, or whatever, you just open the jar and go soul in here, yeah, and it's done. But the um, but Eris still said um, Van was alive, so I presume his body's still around someplace. Yes, and his soul, of course, is still alive and whole. Yeah. And unaware, too, yeah. so he's not trapped in some hellish, torturous existence. He's just stuck. He has no idea of the passage of time. Yeah. Which could be a lot worse, all things considered. Yes. That's not as bad as I'd feared, then. It's, yes, a, nasty pl- it's a nasty spot and no mistake. In the short term, it's a good fate, yeah. as far as such things go. In the long term, it's terrible because if no one gets him back out, his soul never goes on to the afterlife. Yeah. It's just stuck in there for eternity. Yeah. Until hell freezes over all the jar. And the jar will not uh, generally smash under its own right, being a magic object. If yeah. you drop it, it probably won't break. You yeah. Know, you actually need to make an active run. You get a hammer out and just go bang. Yeah. That's cool, I've got an adamantine great yeah, sword yeah. for this like, exact purpose. Kaelin would not struggle to break it. You could break it with your bare hands. Ah, sweet. I mean, you you have 18 strength at this point. Imagine a big, thick, you know, heavily glazed pickle jar. You just go... <laughs> yeah. And it explodes. Yeah. But yes, incredibly hard to make, but monkeys could operate them for yeah. getting souls in and getting souls out. Yeah. All right. Well... We know what it is now. Whether his people are in there with him, I would imagine that they've taken all these people for some reason, whether they're all trapped as he is or not. And to give you an idea of the scale and the monetary value and that sort of thing, the soldiers are not reusable. 
Right. Once yeah. you take Lan's soul back out of it, either breaking it or deliberately freeing him or eating it or whatever, yeah, uh, the soul jar breaks and is rendered useless. Yeah. So the monetary value is irrelevant even if I was prepared to traffic in such things. Uh, you would sell Lan's soul ah. to someone in the jar. I see. That's why it's illegal yeah. and evil, because yeah. you are not trafficking in jars that can contain people's souls, you are trafficking. which is bad enough in and of itself. You are selling people's souls. Yeah. You can presumably find empty jars that haven't been used yet as well, yeah. but there's no good purpose for them. Yeah, yeah. And there's there's no good reason anyone should want to own Vaughn's soul. Yeah. No, I, I, I'm right there on that one. <laughs> Alright, so we know where he is. It sounds like a hellishly dangerous sort of place. I can't even imagine that, that we must be dealing with here. It's, um, this fellow, whoever this fellow is, is who owns this throne room. I doubt civilized laws are of much concern to him if he inhabits a realm that's half in the outer dark. Uh, yes, I would say that's a fairly safe bet. But obviously he has some interest in the material plane or he wouldn't have turned up and abducted Van and his people. Which means that he's doubtless aware of and interested in us at some point. I, I haven't been able to turn anything up about the name or the island further in my researches. Tristan can't make the DC. Yeah. He gets another crack. He gets another crack out. Now he's got time to research it, but he still can't make the DC. Yeah. It's um. It must be hellish obscure if you can't find it. Yeah, I don't know who they thought was going to be making that DC forty knowledge history tree. But if Tristan can't. Well, in in all fairness, Tristan hasn't maxed his knowledge history. Yeah. But even if he had, he still couldn't do it. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, how many parties even have someone who has ranks in knowledge history, much less the kind of ranks Tristram's put in it? Uh, it, It's the kind of thing where he could get bonuses to the check if he went off to a sufficiently huge library and that kind of thing. Yeah. It's theoretically within his capacities to find it out, but... I think we're just going to... You've given us a lot of valuable intelligence on various nasties, but I think we're going to have to find this one out the hard way. That said... I'm not particularly minded to hike through five... Uh, um, uh, what is it? What's a hex in miles? Uh, I think it's like 12 miles. Yeah. yeah, so I'm not prepared to um, hike through 60 miles of the complete unknown to um, assault, to track down and assault an island I know nothing of over a straight mission to get Vaughn out. We're going to have to do this a bit more. I, I believe it's like a day's travel through each hex. So. Yeah. We, I want an, I, we're going to do this like we did the Stag Lord. At the minimum, I want an explored route in and out. And um, we're going to have to get... I want to try and get the centaurs a bit more on site as well. I'll be buggered if they don't know more about this thing than we do. But they won't, they're not just going to roll up it, they're not just going to if it's it's connected to their religion and I'm prepared to bet a significant sum of gold that it is they're not just going to they're not just going to tell us the ancient secret religious things that they're specifically tasked to keep from outsiders because of how much they don't like us no no they're really not it's like there's a whole mini game attached to it yeah so that's the plan initially we find the um 
we hike our way a bit further in, try and explore a route to this island, and we try and get a and we try and get a better handle on what it is that the centaurs want, and how we can give it to them. Once we've done that, we may be in a better position. We may want to at least scout out the region of the island, try and get a handle on what's there. But we're going to go hellish carefully. I've no desire to join this to, uh, this fellow's um, charming collection. Van's um, better off now than he would be if he didn't have people coming to rescue him. Yes. This is one of those situations we're going to have to walk very carefully in what we do, no matter how much we want Van back. You're right, Kel. Of course, there's no point throwing our own lives away just to get our brother back again. That's no, I'm not quality to these four, isn't it? It is. It, it, yeah. it, 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 I have told all of them. Yeah. 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 Although Helen still twitches slightly at yeah. the um, reference, uh, it, it, there's almost a glance around as he checks that they. Ah, you're right. I know it goes hard with you. Goes hard with me too. But we have to do this smartly. I was damn lucky I pulled off charging and after Brynn the way I did. And I wouldn't have been able to do it if she hadn't been in position to help me rescue her. Well, we've actually got a theme of extra-dimensional planar demon, <laughs> demon places now, haven't we? Right yep. through the campaign. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> and this place is a lot more heavily guarded. Whatever the else you can say about them, the church you're going around are pretty limited resource-wise. Whereas they don't have the kind of... I bet they don't have a little collection of these jar things given the amount that they charge and how hard they are to make. I bet you can buy them from Catapesh City, though. I wouldn't be at all surprised to find out that's where he got them. Oh, yes. Expensive and difficult to obtain, but uh, quite doable. Catapesh puts its value on trade rather than morality. Aye. And if you trade in people, what's trading in souls? It has brought them to be in the economic center, the economic center of an otherwise barren desert region. Says the cat. <laughs> I think you know, you, you may not agree. You may not agree with it, but it does work for them. Aye. And Cheliacs appear to be um, doing um, fairly nicely for themselves, worshiping demons. But it doesn't incline me to follow suit. All right. The important thing is he's still alive, and we know where we need to go to get him. We've just got to concentrate on... And the others, too. We mustn't forget them. Yes. I mean, if the entirety of Varnhold's... Dis- if the entirety of Varnhold has disappeared, says Michaela, then we can logically assume they must either be... Dece- be taken or deceased elsewhere if Varn is considered sufficiently important to keep in his own right, or be with him in whatever fashion. I... But it seems like a hellishly complicated uh, uh, artifact trap if if his desire was to have Van. One way or another, a smaller mission would have... Even if he wanted him alive, a smaller mission would have sufficed for that. Yeah, yeah. It, I don't think he'd have taken all of Van Hold unless he wanted all of Van Hold. And given what Tristram says about the arcane significance of these little jar things, it, it's possible this is what he wanted them for. And if they are being used to for some kind of, of immensely powerful ritual and we start smashing them, we'll presumably bugger them up. Mm-hmm. I can't argue with any plan that involves me smashing things. 
may actually play to my strengths for once. Mm. <laughs> my sort of diplomacy too. <laughs> All right. So. And the other thing, just before we leave that scene, yep, is um, not that you were exactly spending a lot of time contemplating the economics and difficulties of selling Van's soul for people, no, that sort of thing. But when the concept comes up, you know, because this is theoretically an action that is you are capable of taking, if not desperately willing to, um, you feel a prickling in the palms of your hands. Um, the sensation feels very familiar to you, as if you have put your stuck your hands into a thorn bush. Your hands are not bleeding or necked or anything of sort. You just feel the pressure of thorns poking into them. Uh, there is a message in this. This is not an action you can take and retain your prestige class. Yeah, it's like a paladin falling. You, you don't. I don't think you actually have to be good aligned to be a knight of thorns. You I, have to be within one step of Aristotle, which yeah. is lawful good. So you yeah. can be lawful neutral as well. But you cannot take this action without falling from your prestige class because your your knight of thorns are not paladins. You have a lot more flexibility in what you can do without falling. You cannot trade in people's souls. That will make you evil, which will make you an ex-Knight of Thorns. Yep. Even if it was someone I'm real, Even if it was Garnet Bone Picket's soul, yep. under no circumstances would Kaelin ever do that. Yeah. Yes, I mean, at most... Even Bone Picker I want to rescue from it, this sort of endurance vibe. At most you might kill the person whose soul was being kept in yeah. there. Yeah, I admit if it was Armand the twice born in one of these little jars, I might at least think before I smash the thing. But with that exception, it's pretty much... Or yeah. Niska. But with that, yeah, no, even then you'd be unlikely to turn on a hawk Armand's soul to yeah, whoever yeah. was you know, willing yeah, to pay your cash. At that point I might bury the thing in a deep dungeon somewhere and hope he never came to light. But I certainly wouldn't hawk him. <laughs> But, um, yes, I just wanted to get that in there, because you can theoretically fall from your Knight of Thorns. This well, is one of the things that will do it, and this is the sensation you get. It is the warning of you are going down a bad path here. Well, I, I am very glad to hear there is a sensation associated with that. Yeah. Uh, this also, in the, this, I'm not particularly worried about this being something Caelan would actually do, but it's good to know. Yeah. On the off chance Caelan ever falls from grace, you're going to notice long before you take those the actions that lead to that. Yeah. You know, it won't stop you. This is not a sensation that is terribly unpleasant or even more than a slight inconvenience. You could easily move past it and just do it if you wanted to. No, no. You still have free will in this matter entirely. No, no, I'm good. Okay, so there is one other thing I want to take as a result of this thing before I proceed onwards from the divination and do the kingdom turn. Yep. Is I want to take Michaela aside privately um, and still... The, the pendant is still in the drawer. Yep. Yeah, you've, you've said generally that the Queen of Forgotten Time is not um, eavesdropping on private conversations. Yeah. But is, is more or less involved in uh, interesting things you were looking at. Yeah. Lots of mundane kids uh, the, the, the um, mundane kids in business and active adventuring, but not when Caitlin is yeah. at home privately with yeah. Brim, essentially. Yeah, I have, I have a very good handle on the sort of things you would be trying to keep yeah. private from her. But the other one that she's not involved with is anything where I'm trying to talk about her behind her back. Yeah. <laughs> and that and is... she, she hasn't said anything in the slightest about the missing periods of time. Yeah. She doesn't seem to... Um, be clinging to the idea that she's going to follow you 24-7. Yeah, I mean, the point is that she's getting a lot more time yeah. and things to do than she was when she was yeah, just... Yeah, yeah she, she appears to be perfectly happy with the arrangement. She Sweet. hasn't said boo to say you're doing it wrong. Yeah. 
You have me, Michaela. So, that answer from Aristotle, it kind of begged logic that she wasn't the same one, but look, she was the one who was trying to influence Hagrolker and the Stag Lord. Yes, I did that too. And the Centaur Queen to take over this land. Did you ask her? No, it, no, no. And You're prob- just coming to the assumption. And probably the Centaur it's, Queen. It's a valid assumption. Because yeah. when I asked her, she said that there were lots of entities that could communicate through this, but I've seen no indication of anyone else. You think she lied to you? Whatever you call it when the Fae say things that... Like, it, may, it may have been true what she said, but... A lie by, a lie by omission with intent to twist the words is just, a, just as much a lie as a direct one. It's merely a more polite and circumspect way of doing it. Honestly, I think she's as old as... I wouldn't be surprised if she's as old as Oberon and is equal in power. I mean... You know my experience of a level of experience with political gamesmanship. I would think that you are very unlikely then to see through anything she says in any fashion. That is not to insult you, but uh, you're not 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 to insult you, Overly Caleb. But you are not my measure. You're, you're not my measure in such things, let alone an entity like this. I don't think you're hers, and that's not to insult your political acumen any. But she's thousands, well, tens of thousands of years old at that point. She's been a benefit and whatever she's been trying to do unseating this kingdom, she seems to genuinely desire peace and the well-being of the Fae within it. It may be that giving her a voice in this will Stop her. Your new spy master, the Queen of Forgotten Time. You could you could do it if you gave her enough of a chance to talk and influence. I'd let you put her on the council. <laughs> I am without her physical presence yeah. actually needing to be there. Yeah, it's she might have a high charisma score too. It's um, it's potentially possible, but we need to prepare ourselves. If she becomes a danger to us, but she is a danger to us, then how do we proceed? Keep her as an ally of convenience, with intent to watch how she behaves. I think give her a measure of trust and see how she responds to it. The she is a very powerful entity. Whatever I do with this um, pendant thing may influence her life, but I don't. I believe it's a means to communicate with her where she is. I don't for a moment believe she's in it. I don't think I have the capacity... Magic artifacts are going to continue to turn up with green hair on them, whatever I do with her. I don't have the capacity to take her out without a lot more time and knowledge, and quite possibly at all. I mean, I, I couldn't take Oberon if I was so inclined. It's... She's here, and she's going to continue to do things, which means if we can't take her out, she's going to continue to act in this kingdom. Providing her with a vessel to do so openly may be safer than letting her... Whatever she wants, she wants it pretty badly. I I agree with what you're saying. It's better to be able to see see what your allies and your enemies are up to than have them operate in the dark beyond your sight. 
So what as, we're long trying as, to... as long as we are aware that our goals and her goals may not be entirely compatible. She got very angry when I suggested that I'm not a man of peace by nature. I think whatever she means when she says peace, she may get a bit unhappy when war comes to these lands again, as it inevitably must. I mean, you and I know, you know and I know that the River Kingdom's peace War is, is constant. War is a constant part of the cycle of life here. Even if we grow as big as Bravoy and can avoid getting bogged down in there. Bravoy is currently having a civil war. Yeah. Uh, we may, uh, we may attain a measure of stability, but it's taken them hundreds of years to get to that point. And even now, they're not what I, they're not what other lands would think of as stable. Anyway, I just, Obviously, you can't watch her directly, but watch me, <laughs> as you did before. We know now... I'm inclined to trust you, whatever actions you may take, but I will keep an eye out for undue influences. But... I do... I don't think her goals and ours are necessarily compatible, but she does genuinely seem to want to help me for whatever reason and she has been of considerable benefit so far and if we extend a hand of trust to her it's surprising how far you can get with such a thing certainly um, alienating her seems a trifle foolhardy given we have no capacity to actually fight her and it it's what feels right it's hard when she's being so friendly to me it's been hard even knowing that she might have been the one all along. Even knowing that she is. I mean, I'm I'm angry about what Agroka did and what the Stag Lord did. And certainly, um, she's done... If she was behind the centaurs, she's done Van and them no favours. They're um, in a terrible state. If she does not control your actions, then it is not necessarily to say that she controlled theirs precisely as well. Maybe she was trying for the um, kind of relationship she's got with me, with them guiding their decisions. And, well, the Stag Lord wasn't most mentally stable of people, and Hagrokal was a pretty strong-willed individual. Likely he would have done much much of what he did left to his own devices. If you... And the, um, certainly it would appear that the Santor's hatred for humanity long predates any influence that the Queen may have on it. Yes, yes, quite. If you seek more information on her, we can always turn to the to divining information from the gods again. Because of course you can't just get another commute spell and ask yeah. more questions. I'll bear in mind the wisdom we got this time round. Of course, a matter of knowing the right questions. I the Now that I've experienced it, I um, do desire to know more, but I think we'll wait until there's some pressing crisis. It is uh, not an inconsiderable amount of our resources. But there is that. <laughs> and I'd rather have... By then we may know more about what the Church of Corona is up to, or more about this... Kelton's fist clinch. Individual in the throne room we can ask questions of as well. Anyway, thanks, I appreciate it. Okay. Oh, that, that's where I want to leave that. I don't want. I can't bring myself to just um, to 
go hostile to her, given how she reacted to me, even though it seems like it might be the smart thing to do. And it's a really good point that I can pretty much do whatever I want, so who knows how much of what those individuals did was actually what she wanted them to do. It's what Michaela, the constant advisor, would take away from it. You can advise people to do whatever the hell you like. Doesn't mean they'll do it. Yeah. And certainly, um, you know... It may not be much of a man of peace, but I'm more so than those three were. <laughs> they were all engaged, heavily engaged on wars of conquest. Tristan, incidentally, will um, separately talk to you about the same answer and give you what is essentially an impassioned defence of her and how it's likely that exactly that, Hagrolka and the Stag Lord, you know, took her gifts and abused them and trusted yeah. them. But we'll do better because yeah. we're good people and rah, 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 rah. Obviously, we can trust her and everyone else we meet, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But and he's not. While I'm not necessarily b- always buying his trust everybody philosophy, there is actually something yeah, to yeah. be said for extending but, the hand. But of trust. unsurprisingly, he's he's an impassioned defender of this particular Fey individual. Yeah. Yes, that surprises me not. Yeah, sure it doesn't. Good lord, it would be one way to get the Fey onto a member of the Fey onto my council, which is actually something I want. Yeah, no. I, I, I have quite enough counsel. I've had quite enough counselors with secret agendas. <laughs> yeah, the thing is, as soon as you put a fay on the council, you have someone with a secret agenda. Yeah, it yeah. doesn't really matter which. Even Pearl Lavish, whose secret agenda is probably get more candy. Yeah, yeah. They, um, I think with Pearl Lavish, the blocker is not the secret agenda, it's the attention span. Yeah. It, it's just by Master Pearl Lavish. <laughs> I might have thought about it if Michaela hadn't gone for that role, but um, I'm really looking for someone who can um, stay focused on the same task for more than a five-minute stretch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So we've done all your community dividing things. Yep. Um, you will be getting a message from Eldest Thorn at some point. Yes. Which we can do now or after Kingdom Turn. I'm later. happy to do that now. Okay, so shall I assume that um, you have sent him a letter advising him on, this, on the initial situation, then another one advising him on what you've discovered here? Yes. Right. Okay, so in that case... Although, you know, there's going to be at least a month between the two letters, yeah. so... Yeah, Um... You wake up in the middle of the night um, when you hear Bryn shouting your name. Yeah. And it's just some night. Yeah. And Kaylin comes to and sitting in her bed and grabs the great sword sitting by the bed and draws it. Um, And Bryn has a guy, a a human guy, sort of late 30s, who is dressed in black, pinned to the wall by the throat, snarling at him. Um, He looks kind of quite calm. You have no fucking idea who he is, but he broke into your house in the middle of the night. Yeah, so I point the sword at him. Um, And, and, you know, he's not resisting Bryn, he's sort of got his hands vaguely up. Yeah. Um, And... It's... Uh, Bryn, if you could stop choking him a little. Uh, heard him in the night, moving like a thief. Moving like an unseen messenger, he says. I have a, I have a message for you. And then reaches up carefully, you know, showing yep. what he's doing. Um, turns his signet ring and basically twists the end off it. And he's got a signet ring with... Um, yeah, Caleb's actually got ranks in knowledge and ability. 
um, with a signet that recognises him as a member of the Imperial Court of Brevoy. So basically a, a functionary of yeah. some kind. It doesn't mean he's anyone particularly important. He screws it off, however, and he's got the pointed rose underneath it for the House of Thorn. Okay. Let him down. <coughs> That's better. Uh, however, Kellen stops pointing the sword at him. He doesn't sheath yep. it. <laughs> yep. the, the guy very carefully doesn't take <laughs> yep. any hostile actions. Yeah. Um, if he's armed, he's not openly bearing his weapons. He has, however, have the cloak full of pockets all around yeah. him. He's, he's the ninja messenger. Yeah. Um, he says, "Your." He says, "Lord El- Lord Elders Thorn has Lord Elders Thorn has sent me with a message, for your eyes only." He looks to Bryn. That sort of looks back to you with a slight look that says, "What you do with it after is your yeah. business." Um, his first. The first message, the first message you sent arrived only the, arrived only two days before the second. His 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 messengers are being watched. Anything sent in, and some of what is sent in, and we fear most of what is sent out. I've come to bear this. Per, I've come to bear this personally rather than trust it to another. I I can appreciate Lord um, Lord Eldis's, um concern about interception. But um, when you return to him, Pat's passed along that we've had a few assassination attempts down here and we're touchy about such things. My role is to move in and out unseen. I am not commonly heard in looks at Bryn with more respect, especially by people who are asleep. <laughs> and he hands you a sealed letter and says, I do not know its contents. Um... Kaelin will at this point sheathe the great sword. Uh, incidentally, you, you have seen his ring before. It is the same sort of thing that Kayla has. Yeah. It is an indication that she is effectively a, an unseen agent of the House of Thorn. Um, and you have an apparently sealed letter. Kaelin has no capacity to actually analyse it in any fashion, yeah. so you crack it open. Uh, it is quite definitely written in your father's hand. You've seen it before. It is signed at the end. Um, and that's his... Caelan. And we hear Eldest Thorn's voiceover yes. as you read it. Caelan. I have received your first message with alarm, and your second with more. I too have heard no sign of Van, and my probes into his kingdom have gone unheard. I have asked the High Council of Brevoy to investigate this matter further, but they, quote-unquote, cannot dedicate resources at this time. My son is gone. Gone is underlined. I will, would do whatever it took to bring him back, but to move into the stolen lands with my own people would be seen at best as an act of war against the centaurs of the Norman Heights. At worst, a direct effort to carry them into some sort of army against the, cur- against the present incumbents of Brevoy. I am caught on a very delicate branch and have no room to manoeuvre at all, no room to save my son. And thereupon I must count as little as I'm used to counting on others, for the, as, as little as I'm used to counting on others for matters of such familial import, I must count upon my other sons to rescue Vahan. Find him, 
whatever it takes. Save him, whatever it takes. I will give you whatever you. I will, I will give you anything I can, anything you would ask, in exchange for this. Find my son. Find your brother. And know that I have faith in you. Even if I could, if I could send a hundred agents, even if I could send a hundred agents, you would still be the first pick. Signed, your father, Eldest Thorn, Lord of the House of Thorn, Brevoy. Sweet. And, um... The messenger just quietly watches you read it. Yeah. And Kaelin will, um... Will write out a, um... A message. Yeah. And, um, it's a very short message. Whatever it takes, Father, you have my word. He will seal it and give it back to the guy to be um, stuffed into the same yeah. envelope. I will return it without. I will return it, and there will be little sign that any any contact has passed between you and Lord Elvis. You're welcome to some whatever refreshment we can rattle up before you head back. It is best if I cause as little disturbance as possible. I have, after all, never been here. Understood. And he, he sort of what Bryn like keeps watching him as he sneaks back out the window, climbs down <laughs> and disappears into the shadows of the night. You will very Bryn says she very faintly hears hoofbeats as he gets back on his horse and starts riding off again. Let's put a padlock on that window. There is a padlock on that window. <laughs> it's open. <laughs> Ninja messenger. <laughs> well, yeah. The the explicit point, however, is to bring you a message without sending it openly, so he can't just walk up to you in the middle of the day and say, "Hey, I've got a message." You might consider this unduly paranoid. Elders clearly doesn't. No. Lord Elders can hire the best. Yeah, he's got the best. Hmm. A trait that is passed to his sons. And Caitlin will give her a hug. Nice ears. So, what happens with this in the games of politics? Do we eat it, burn it, keep it for blackmail? I hate these games. I'll show it to Tristram. Then I'm burning it. Yeah, you show it to Tristram. You burn it. Yeah. And yes. Yep. So there we are. Yes. All excitement, all go. Yes. Okay. Shall we see what was happening elsewhere in the kingdom? Yes. All right. So to begin with, I'm going to close out the divination by actually paying for my magillion points yep. of scrolls. That would be nice. Um, so can you give me a calculator, please? I sort of, um, I sort of count on you to monitor your own money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yes. Um, yeah, I don't object to you having the certain locations, girl. I do object to you getting as many of them as you, as you like for free. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, that was that was by my count like forty six hundred gold worth of stuff there. Yeah. It's, um, actually, a bit more. Uh, yeah, I had to count on the scroll of divination. Yeah. All right. Um, 
Okay, so um, Kalen's going to pay for a thousand GP of that out of his personal pants to um, not completely do the party fund of all of his money. Mm-hmm. So, um, I I actually just denoted the party fund of its money. It's not like you can't put more in later. Yeah, yeah. It's just um, it's every it's every penny of the party fund. I, I think that's what it's there for. I suppose you're right. All right. Okay, here we go. I mean, everyone is in general consensus that they want to know what's happening to Farm. Yeah. I mean, you can also take money out from the kingdom, theoretically. Yeah, no. Mm-hmm. Are you morally opposed to taking money out of the kingdom under any circumstances? Yes, yes, I am. The kingdom's not there to be my personal bankroll. <laughs> You know there are groups out there who have actually worked out the optimal way of stealing every penny they can from their own kingdom <laughs> while still surviving it. I'm sure they uh, they clearly haven't mustered the art, but they, um, they're <laughs> yeah, not very... Their characters are not lawful good. Well, mostly they haven't asked, you know, considering I'm role-playing being a king. Yeah. I'm a good king. Alright, um, could I have... Um, an eraser. An eraser and a pencil. Good nope. King Kalen once looked down mm-hmm. on the loss of Van Holt. Mm-hmm. Alright. Um. When the dark lay round about eating people's souls. <laughs> Three, five, six. Yep. Alright, and that leaves a glorious 350 gold in the party fund. <laughs> Sweet. You can, buy, you can buy a scroll of ordinary for that. <laughs> Should we go and walk into Blockheim's Island? We're all woe. Woe, because, you know, it's a horrifically uh, dangerous uh, dungeon. The, the problem is you'd get the dumb answer that you're always going to get with that spell. Which is woe? We'll land woe. Yeah. Because it would be bad for you to go there because, duh, it's dangerous. Yeah, well, it's you like... Know. But it would also be good for you to go there because presumably you want Van's soul back. Yeah, well, that's the thing, right? I mean, it's like, how many places, you know... So this one is dangerous. I, I As opposed to how many how many places in the D and D universe aren't I, dangerous I can actually that you're actually going to bother casting an augury scroll? I can on. actually see it though. Like the only thing in this hole is a monster. All it's going to do is eat your face. There's no benefit to killing it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there are you know, places. Actually, there's a massive unguarded treasure sitting under this hill. Yes, but the um, ninety-five percent yeah. of all places you bother to cast the spell on are going to be both. Yeah, well, you notice even your divination cleric didn't bother taking in augury. Yeah. I mean, the reality is when you're at the kind of levels that um, you can go, that augury is your only option, you should be fucking casting divination spells. If you're not high enough level, you should be overthinking your actions to that extent. Okay. Okay. Do you want to do a kingdom turn? I do. Of um, what by my count is either Cthulhu or Abadias? Uh, let me dig out the calendar. I have Vanhold disappears in Cthulhu, but um, I don't know if I actually played that kingdom turn out or not. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Cthulhu was um, we had a kingdom turn. Yep. Vanhold vanished. We met up with it and we. Fought centaurs. Okay. Didn't when we didn't, and we carefully yeah. didn't fight centaurs. So we're in Abadias. Yeah, Abadias four seventeen. Last last month of the old year. Yep. All right. So I will just take a few notes on what's already happened. Uh, roll stability. Yes. Make it. Yep. 
So decrease your own risk by one or gain a build point if it's already nothing? It's already nothing. Although I imagine it will be a little bit more complicated to um, keep this way now. Alright, 27 one is 28. Then consumption. Yep, pay consumption. Minus five, yep. And a million vacant magic items. Yes. Or two, um, or whatever you want to Got a scroll of phantom steed in there. Yeah. Alright. Uh, okay, so um, I've got one slot in Elk's Rest. Have a scroll of comprehend languages. Okay. That actually does sound very useful, but doesn't Michaela routinely prepare it? Uh, no, she routinely carries scrolls of it. Ah, right. Okay, so she could potentially purchase another one. Yeah, she does not have enough spells to routinely prepare anything. <laughs> right, yeah, makes sense. The, the curse of the multi-class caster. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Corwin could, but he doesn't want to talk to people. He yeah. Well, it doesn't let you talk to people anyway, it just lets you understand. understand what they're saying, yeah. Um, okay, so... Um, I am going to ask questions of the party. Yo! We have, in addition to this fine quality scroll of coherent languages, we have a potion of Bear's Endurance, a potion of Blur, a scroll of Spider Climb, and probably less interestingly, a potion of Delay Poison, a scroll of Animate Rope, and a scroll of Detect Animals and Quarks. Uh, and we have a scroll of Phantom Steed. Are any of these things of interest to people now they have money? No one gives a shit. About any of About it? About any of it. Oh, okay. Like, they're kind of interesting, but not the sort of thing anyone bothers to spend money on. Yeah. The only one I'm interested in is the Potion of Bear's Endurance. Um, which I believe I will actually buy. So. So, how much is the Potion of Bear's Endurance? 300. 300. And that's the d- discount half price version? Uh. No, I believe that's the sale price. So it's 150 yeah. Sweet. Down a moment. Good question. Mm-hmm. Yes, I have them all listed as their, as their sale value, because that's what triggers off whether you can build them in your kingdom or not. Yeah, which is perfectly valid. Okay, um, question. It's cursed too, you'll be thrilled to know. The potion of Bear's endurance is cursed. Yeah, randomly the random item list I've got randomly generates cursed items on there right. as well. And you're just ignoring that? Yeah, well. Thank you. Know. Like the guy's got a cursed potion that he's selling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to be honest, I'm not sure who the hell um, would would think putting cursed potions in loot was a good idea anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um And I will sell off the scroll of spider climb. They're nicer items than the other ones, but the other, having more slots in Alcrest is better because the Alcrest things are more valuable. Yep. Alright. And what's next? Are we on to the big one? Uh modify rest. Assign leadership, claim hexes, build things, build things, build things. Alrighty, okay. When you build a sawmill and a hex, you're not necessarily saying you're felling all the trees, are you? No. I can be sustainably... No, the, the, the assumption is that you're doing some sort of vaguely sustainable forestry. Sweet. Mm-hmm. No, because it's 
it's actually much harder to fell trees than just building a sawmill. You have to actively clear the hex. Yeah. When you put a settlement in a forested area and prepare the hex for that, the assumption is that you're doing enough clearing to um, actually actively remove things. Yeah. I am claiming um, C6. Yep. Thing for once having pit traps in it. Yep. You fill in the pit traps. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, no, I already did that because that's why I got Bryn's approval. And I am building a sawmill in it. Oh, no, that one was, if it's that one, it was full of bear traps, not pit traps. Uh, uh, no, sorry, it had a pit trap in yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. No, it had a pit trap in it, and that's the sum total. What it brings to the table is it joins up, it, it joins up a nice big chunk of joined up kindling. Yep. In the centre. And I can build a sawmill in it. And that would be a big list of thingies, because that mm-hmm. is my 26 text. Mm-hmm. Uh, kingdom size is 26 to 100. <laughs> yep. This one's a wild way. Choose a second kingdom attribute and add your modifier to it as well. Yep. Uh, Brid does the same. Remember? Cool. And I get the capacity to build more things. Yep. This is 26 hex kingdom. You can now build five new buildings turn. Bloody hellfire. Five terrain improvements and claim three hexes at a stretch. Wow. Kaelin and Bryn are both going to influence... Kaelin's influence economy, Bryn loyalty. They're both going to swap over to the other one. Fair enough. And no one's going to increase stability, which is currently sitting at 11 over the other kingdom attributes. So that gives... um, Kaelin adds two to loyalty and Bryn adds one to economy. Only just got a um, second kingdom sheet and the um, three kingdom stat blocks are already version on unreadable. <laughs> I may just need another solution. Alright. And that is all I am doing. Mm-hmm. Um, because um, I am experimenting with uh, saving up some build points so I can build a big ass building. That's all good then? Yep. Uh, so you're not building any of your five buildings available? No. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, then we fill army units if you so choose. No, I'm good. Uh, collect taxes. Yep. Squeak through that one. Of course, it cannot fail at this stage, but um, you can. You can that one. Yeah. Absent in that one, I cannot fail economy checks. <laughs> Thus, because I rolled a three, I get a mega 17 plus 8 build points. Nice solid total. Okay. Yep. Then you have your kingdom event. Yes. Um, which is um, all about Varnhold. Yep. Um, word has now gotten round to um, your fellow kingdoms from you. Yeah. Um, and, and other sources as well. Um Mivon have more or less sent word, yeah, okay, you know, <laughs> thanks, we're not touching it. Yeah, we're sorry um, to hear that. Yeah, pretty much. Um, you know, we'll stop sending any caravans through there, um, yeah. we've had the same experience, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, Brivoy sends you a letter which in very roundabout language indicates that um, if Van Thorn is unable to maintain his responsibilities, someone else would be welcome to do it. Yeah. Um, I.e. his hexes are up for claiming if you so choose them, according to Brevoy, who had a real right to tell you that. Yeah. But um, 
that's that's nonetheless what they're doing. Yeah. Um, they make it clear they have also sent the same offer to Drelev. Yeah. Um, a bet for Drelev to get there, he literally has to come through your kingdom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which he could theoretically pop through and start claiming a second kingdom on the other side. Yeah. Flanking you, but... Yeah. Um, He's welcome to engage in the pit battle with the centaurs. Um, if he so yeah. chooses, I'm not going to help him. Secondly, um, the various bandit activities that have been preying on Van's kingdom and the trade routes through there... Uh, fall off entirely because there's no longer anyone going through the region and start coming and praying on your kingdom instead. Uh, More bandits! Yay! Can you make me a stability check? Always bandits. Always bandits. It is kind of one of the River Kingdom's principal thingies. I make the stability check. Uh, can you lose three build points then? Ouch. Bandits eat them. Nasty. You are not prepared for this new onslaught coming in from the roads west until you are. Yep. Okay. So I take it that was the good option? Yes. Okay. You lost a D3 instead of a D6. Yeah, that is better. True, you lost a high D3, but... Yeah. Okay. And thus ends Abadias. Okay, so... Well, it doesn't end Abadias. Yeah, yeah. It kingdom. ends the kingdom turn of Abadias. Yep. So the, um... The last thing I want to do kingdom-wise is um, I wish to um, kick in the um, my endeavours to slowly chip up my relationship with the centaurs. Yep. So, um, if you could refresh my memory on my options in that regard. Uh, right. So... Okay, you are loathed by the centaurs. Yep. Um, And all of the following roles. Yep. Uh, your diplomat, your warden, and your leader. Um, 
can make a diplomacy check to try and gain trust with them. At this stage, there's exchanging letters and things of that neighbourhood. Yep. Cool. Okay, let me... Um, that's right, I put it on the relationship tracker. I'll just put a little note. You can use all of those people with it if you so desire. Um, but you have the downside that you can make it worse by doing so. Yep. Alright, um, for this month, it is going to be Kaylin. Okay. And no one else? And no one else. Okay. Make me a diplomacy check at minus six. Alright. Yeah, I'm going to use three reroll. Okay. Yeah, that's much better. Uh, yeah, alright, so this may not be a good option. <laughs> that would be a glorious eight. Good. Uh, so they think are not hostile to you. You do not fail that badly enough to make things worse. Fantastic. That's all I'm looking for. We exchange non-committal letters and they remain committed in their conviction that I mean no good. Yep. But do not actively start scheming against me yep. further. Yep. And you receive an offer that if you wish, this this aims an offer if you wish to approach them at blah location, you may. Yep. Um... It, it essentially, the letter you get back talks about how, you know, as an outsider you don't understand their culture... You know, nor could you ever until you have lived their lifestyle and that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, well, you are folding and unfolding bits of paper. Um, yep. You have a relationship one as well. Oh, I get it. any point. Yep. But I can, I can wait until you're really organised for it. Yep, no, I'm cool. Uh, so, you gain a point of relationship with Bryn. Ooh! Um, you have used Intimidate successfully on the Centaurs to get some goal you desire. <laughs> okay. She approves of the fashion in which you took back your hostages, basically. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> you did a bit of sneaking, a bit of give us the people, or we'll chop you into bits with my sword. Yep. Bryn approves of this sort of diplomacy. That's hilarious. One of her three for this book is use Intimidate on the Centaurs to get something you want. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. And you also get a rumor from yes. the Norman Heights if you so desire one. Yep, I do want one. I gave you the side quest you had last time, didn't I? You gave... I, I got two side quests, yep, yep, which, which is solve the problem with the Noble Heights and find... Missing Noble. The, yep. the Missing Noble Brother. Yep, that's all you have access to at the moment. Yep, I mean, obviously want to get the central ones. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you'll like this one. 
basically out of space for rumors. Yeah, you can go on the other side of the side quests. Yep. Um, so it is somewhat known to your people that you were making some sort of diplomatic contact with the Norman centaurs. It was hard to miss denied Thunderhoof yep. rampaging through town. Uh, you will hear that they eat people. Like, literally, they eat humans. Yeah. This isn't considered to be vilely horrible by your citizens because it's not cannibalism, which most sentient creatures consider to be very evil. Yeah. Um, however, you know, it's still pretty awful. Yeah. However, I do not believe it to be the case. It sounds like exactly the sort of thing that people say about um, people will creep about. You hear, the rumor says the centaurs eat people. Yep, and it's, it's some um, not not um, as a matter of day to day sustenance. It's supposed to be some kind of religious thing. Yeah, yeah, and rumor also said that the um, Bella Dame sacrificed babies in her cauldron. And the only accurate bit of that, was <laughs> and you she haven't had, caught her doing it yet. And the only bit of accurate bit of that was she had a cauldron. It looked like the sort of person who would sacrifice babies. <laughs> Because of course I've never had a face-to-face meeting with this um, priestess. Are you um, attempting to basically ride out and explore until you find them, or are you deliberately sending? You you've been given basically what you've been told is if you send a messenger into one of those hexes and literally have them just camp on the roadside for a few days, a centaur um, patrol group will will find them and take your message and or pass a message to them. Yeah. Um, I am. I'm going with that one. I'm going with the. I'm not. Yeah. So you're trying to deliberately arrange. Could the leader meet me here in yay location? Yeah. You know, taking whatever proportions make them feel comfortable, so they can be confident I'm not trying to assassinate her style of thing. Yep. Um. And um, my preference would be to take um, Tristram along with me. Yeah. Yes, they they will in fact instruct you to bring only one other person with you. Yeah, yeah, it seems like the sort of thing he would like to do. So this will obviously involve riding through a bunch of unclaimed land. Yes, so yes. they tell you to ride through, um, ride through basically Van Holden out the other side. So I can give you the specific one if you care, but it's not they're not taking you to their camp. Yes, yeah, yeah, that's fine. So uh, this involves riding way through. 
like line line e line f thing. You get there, and there is a big group of centaurs waiting for you. A big group. We're talking 50 centaurs here. Yeah. It is, in fact, functionally enough to be almost an army in and of itself. Yeah. Um, can you give me a quick centaur check? Your friend Denise Thunderhoof yeah. um, is leading this group. Yeah. Um, she says, ah, You have come then. Alone, just the two of you. As you see. Very well then. Wait here. When we are ready, we will take you to the priestess. And she very clearly doesn't believe you and in fact what you take away from the way she interacts with you and the amount of delay is she's sending a bunch of scouts out to find the group of people you have brought here to kill them yeah and after a couple of hours very well come with us and this is really quite hostile stuff they're not literally taking you at spear point but they are surrounding you and taking you along yeah um you will also get uh, something you missed the last time, which is they kind of glare at your horses, specifically. Yeah. Um, they don't like them. They don't like the fact that we ride horses? That you're riding horses. Yeah. Well, Tristram may be riding some kind of magical construct at this point. <laughs> yes, actually, he would have cast Phantom Steed. Yeah. Which they don't care about. Yeah. That hostility so is directed to you. Yeah. And my horse. You have an actual horse. Yes. You uh, have hidden Skybolt slash left it behind. Yes, it is staying in the um, in Elk's rest. Tell me if that changes. Yep, because it's the kind of thing they kind of notice. Yeah, yeah. um, I will. um, If I build up my relationship with them sufficiently that I feel confident they are going to shoot it with me, I will return it. Tristan will again argue that you should bring it back and give it offer it to them. um, Yes, and I will again explain that that will be a later move in my diplomacy, not the opening act of it. He he disagrees, but he's not um, so passionately committed he's going to steal it and lay it after. It's it's the kind of thing of if he was being played by a PC, that's exactly the kind of thing he might do. Because he's an NPC, he goes with your plan. Yeah. Okay. So, you are escorted by this group um, to where you will meet. Um, you're t- taking a good, you know, another kilometre or so away from this area, where you will meet a smaller group of centaurs, this one about a dozen or so, um, and there is a woman with them. She is, in fact, that picture you have seen before. Yeah. Um, she is. You have no real idea of the life cycle. She looks about equivalent human forties. Yeah, woman, um, dressed in dressed in armor, is armed but doesn't have weapons out and that sort of thing. Um, and they active the, the centaurs actively have tents set up um, around their camp 
this doesn't look like it is their their home or where the majority of the tribe is, but it looks like she's been waiting out here for you for a, a day or two. Yeah. Um, Centaur tents, incidentally, are really big and yeah. square, but otherwise function like you're used to. They have flaps, they have pegs, etc., etc., etc. The centaurs have a campfire. Um, what you you will notice a few odd things as you things that strike you as odd when you head into her tent to meet with her. For starters, they have no seats yeah. of any capacity. Um, they have, you know, they they have these big, high, square tents. They have no horses, which of course you're very used to seeing around, yeah. and thus they have no water troughs. They have no resting. They have no resting po- poles to tie the horses to. Any of this sort of thing. So it it looks enough like an encampment you can clearly make out what it is, yet not enough like it that you don't feel very at home here. This is not like any of the mercenary places you have been to or the various tent towns you have been into and that sort of thing. Um, And as you come in, um, she will sort of nod her her head slightly to you. um, And almost unconsciously, she she gives you the sort of human equivalent of a vague bow and nods her head slightly. And then almost unconsciously, without intending to, rears up slightly and waves her hooves at you. Not a big kick in the face. Just a little her hooves come off the ground, kick slightly. And then... Um, and I will return her nod. Yeah. When Deneed comes in, however, to bodyguard this meeting, um, you will notice that Deneed does the same thing to her. She rears up and waves her hooves and greeting to, to the priestess rather than bowing. Um... It's the ah. centaur equivalent of bowing. Right. And she's subconsciously used to doing it, but yeah. she's not trying to do it to you yeah. because you're not a centaur and actually can't, are physically incapable of returning the greeting properly, even if you wanted to. Yeah. Um, and this this meeting takes place under some guard. The need will, will tell you to surrender your weapons before you can meet with the priestess. You can keep them just outside the tent, but you're going to have to give them to her. Yeah. Which Tristan will do without blinking. Yeah. Um, as will Caleb. Yeah. Reluctantly, the sort of sword stuck in the ground. Uh, no, he, he'll do it relatively gracefully. He's clearly unhappy about it, however. Um, but the reality is, this many centaurs could kill us both without blinking. Yes. Um, the, um, if they're not, the, um, the, the, my sole reliance is their unwillingness to kill me because of the inevitable war. But nonetheless, it gives him, it clearly gives him a physical pang to part with his greatswords. And, and this, this... And also, you know, d- it takes... As he offloads his backpack yeah. and then piles... <laughs> Please divest yourself any weapons you're going, tick, 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 tick. <laughs> you, you actually get the impression some of the centaurs look at this a bit with respect. Yeah. yeah. They don't like you, but they clearly recognise a fellow warrior when yeah. they see one. Um, Myriad clanking noises later. Caleb's still wearing his armour, however. And Akora, the, the woman, nods to you. And she says, Hail, Caelan, King of Stagthorn. I am the priestess of the time of peace. Akora Silverfire. Hail, priestess. And she will trot slightly over to you and offer you a, a sort of very manly grasping handshake across yep. the wrist. Caelan yeah. will return, that being his customary greeting have requested this meeting and in these times of strangeness I have decided to grant it but we are not used to dealing we are not used to dealing in good faith with two legs 
I understand that your people have a bloody history with Bravoy and that your dealings with Vanhold have been no happier. All true. Trusted starts off. Yes, I mean, dating back to the time of. And she actually Ah, a scholar. One who actually knows. This is uh, Lord Tristan Thorne, my magister. He is um, interested in many things. Especially the central culture, and he, he rabbits on for a bit at her, and she actually nods and listens to him. Yeah. You have requested. You have requested to meet with us. What do you seek, Count? I. There are. Um, I would know if there are things we can do for you. The. I understand that. Um, that you don't trust us, and I can see that you have no reason to do so. But while I have not achieved unmerited, unalloyed success, I have, in the course of ruling my own kingdom, befriended many beings whose, who are not as human, whose um, cultures and beliefs are not exactly as humans are. And I've generally found that such is better than, that befriending others is better than going to war with them. I would like to achieve a better relationship with you as your lands border my own. And I understand, I also, and there are things I would like to ask you, but that I believe you would be more comfortable telling me if you had some reason to trust me. I am the priestess of the time of peace and I also desire peace between our two, between our two tribes. This, uh... If there's aught that I can do for you consistent with um, my own responsibilities that would... assist us in gaining a measure of trust it's I would like to know about it and there is a loud whinnying snort from Denis in the corner that's literally (laughs) (laughs) very displeased and uh, Cora sort of quite calmly looks over at her and Denis sort of glares at you mother you cannot trust you cannot trust the beast it wants something I am the priestess of the time of peace Denis and we are speaking in pitch, and Denis goes dead quiet and just shuts up instantly. <laughs> Despite the fact that Akora hasn't really raised her voice, or as far as you can follow, said anything particularly slapping down to her. Yeah. She just... Kaelin, um, Kaelin looks approving. <laughs> he, um... It's very easy to detect that he approves of people slapping down juniors who interrupt in important meetings. <laughs> you must understand, I am old amongst our people, and there are few who have made and there are few who have made it to my age, thanks in no small part to you and your kind. The young centaurs will have great difficulty dealing with two legs in any way let alone to be greeted as 
to be to be treated as friends or allies. But a wall is built of many bricks. If we're to take a journey to become friends at some at any point, we a first must hoofprint be, must be made upon the road. Aye, it all journeys start somewhere, and our people are not going anywhere, and neither are yours. If we are not to tread a path that inevitably leads to war. We must become better friends than this. At present, one wrong act on either side is all it would take to spark a fresh war. It's, it's too dangerous to be allowed to rest as it is for both of us. I concur with this. We have... This, this is instantly a meeting at night for whatever reason of theirs. Yeah. Um, you speak it. You the words the words you utter sound like wisdom to my ears, but I have heard two legs speak before. Please, wa- please wait here. We have some. Please, please, please wait here. Um, and this is about the point where you'd expect her to offer you hospitality or wine or food or something. The neighborhood she does nothing of the sort. Yeah. In fact, they clearly have nothing of the sort around for this purpose. Yeah. She says, "I would speak with Mother Moon," and she rides outside. And Denise steps over the flap of the tent to physically block you going out, folds her arms, and just glares at you and sort of grinds her feet a bit. While Cora speaks to Mother Moon, you should know that you have no place in the heights here. Two legs always lie. Always. I will be watching you, and when you betray us, I will kill you. She's not friendly or happy. And... After a few, assuming you don't, um, and, and, and I just, um, and actually, let me, um, Helen would likely respond yeah. to that. With a age, will grant you better, dis- better discipline. If you're in my army. <laughs> If you're in any army of might, and I'd have you broken for speaking against your superior officer's orders. You are one to speak, beast. You are many moons younger than I. <laughs> How old is she? Uh, she looks young. Um, at best, very early 20s. More likely younger, 16 or so. But presumably they have longer lifespan. Yeah. Uh, how old is Caitlin? 33. Your, your guess would be that she's probably older than you, but not significantly. Yeah. You know, she's about, based on what Tristan knows of their life cycles and that sort of thing, she might be 35 at the, at the you know, younger end. She might be 40 at the older end. But if she's older than you, she's not significantly older than you. Yeah. But she doesn't like you. Yeah. I don't like you. <laughs> um... Akora comes back in, however, uh, after you know, five minutes or so, looking actually a bit starstruck. Cool. Um, 
and she comes in and she stares at you for the longest moment. And you have seen this look before as she stares at your forehead. Where the where the Mab's mark is. It's gotta be I guess. Because I've got Mab's and yeah. Oberon's mark. You have the mark of the old moon about you. I and others thrice marked king. Reference means absolutely nothing to me, but it's obviously three marks. Yeah. Because Oberon, Mab... And question mark. You have uh, no idea what the third one is she's talking about. Oh, okay. Good to know. Can endeavour to refrain from this one. This is a very different matter. It would seem that Mother Moon... Inscrutable as her reasons are, wants us to work with you in some way, and I do not seek allies amongst your people, but I am disturbed by what has occurred at Vanholt. It is too quiet there. You have walked its streets. What have you seen? The what information the people left, apparently of their own volition. They left, dropped tools, took no thought for the future, gathered no food, did not quench anvils before walking out into the street to leave their smithies to burn behind them. I believe that some very dark mad... The information I have been able to gather from my own gods and my own sources and my own other resources suggests that some very dark magic was used against them. And she will absorb this and, and mull it over and will ask you, you know, for a, a much more detailed explanation of what you saw and that sort of thing. Uh, you're more or less sticking with, with that yep. explanation. Though. Uh, can you give me another sense motive check? Uh, that would be a ten... You receive no further information from the GM on um, what it is that she's probing for here yeah. or why or any of that sort of thing. But she listens to what you're telling her yeah. and, and is very clearly thinking about it. Yeah. Um, if there's any thoughts going on in there, she's not telling them to you. Yeah. So I won't go into the information we have, specifically at this stage, and the information we have on the island. Yeah. But I will tell her that we believe the version of Varnhold that I've been able to accumulate, what we saw, and that we believe an artifact of the Outer Dark was used to do this to the people. The darkness is always here, and we are here to watch for it. But these are matters for centaurs, not two legs. This is not your concern. Although you may have the best of intentions, we are the watchers, not you. I understand that you have your own religious duties in this land. I may not understand exactly what they are, but I understand that you have them and that this is, touches your responsibility. But... Van and his people have been taken. I want them back. 
understand. You, but you do not know. We are not as we are not as clear as two legs. And you hear simple from the need in the corner. <laughs> that sort of cough simple. Yeah, and um, Caelan will actually um, grin at her. Akora doesn't even look up at that. Yeah, no, Caelan will actually grin at Denise at that point. It's not the first time I've been called so. But I will permit you to know more of us. You may come amongst us, you or some of your people. I will pass word along that you are not to be harmed, that you will learn what it is to be a centaur of the Norman Heights, who we are, what we live with. It is a deep and long process, not suited for a quick and simple two-leg route. Um, and she will extend an offer to you. Yep. Um, that is basically... Um, you can literally send people to go and live with them. Cool. Um, this is literally for like a week, a month. You can send people out to go and live in their tribe as long as they know you're coming and know who yeah, you're looking yeah. for and all that kind of thing. They will permit it. It's probably not going to be that awesomely pleasant a time for the people you're sending. Yeah. Uh, this, however, um, overcomes some of the penalties that you are taking to your gaining trust roles, because this is, you can send your diplomat, your warden, or your leaders out yeah. to do this. Cool. Um, other than that, she will pass word a lot. She says she will pass word along to her people that you are welcome to move amongst them and speak to them without um, fear of reprisal obviously. Yeah. Um, other than that, uh, she is quite guarded about what you can do for her, but she will welcome, um, you know, whatever assistance you can provide her people, i.e. go out and talk to some of the other centaurs and get to the side quest. Oh, cool. Brilliant. Shane. And is that about um, the duration of what you want with her? Yeah, I think the... Um, the you- the, the impression you take away is, is pretty obviously she knows more than she is telling you, but she's not going to tell you. No, no. Uh, I, unless you take this much further. No, no. The um, the conception basically here is that Caelan believes that she knows things that he needs to know about the island and what it means, yeah. and that she absolutely will not tell him to the point of potentially getting offended if he brings it up. Perfect. It all freaked out if he brings it up. Uh, or you can actually make a sense motive check. Oh, that is helpful. Uh, Eleven. Sorry, nine. Okay. Yeah, that's what you take away. Yeah. yeah um, there may well be more to it, but that's um, that's what he um, that's what I bet the third mark is the um, watch is a forgotten part. It was basically he thinks. He needs a better relationship with the centaurs before he starts asking about all their most ancient taboos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's you know that's probably true. <laughs> I mean, the, her position's been pretty clear that you know she doesn't want us poking her. She, she doesn't want us poking the creepy evil thing in case we set it off and it eats centaurs. <laughs> and she will, in fact, ask you to, as you have come so far. And you, if you wish to speak to our people and learn something of us, spend the night here at our camp. You will not be, you will not be harmed. And she looks past you at that and looks <laughs> at Denise. Yeah. There's a message in there that isn't particularly subtle. Yeah. 
Alright. And then do you want the little montage of Kaylin walking around and getting a billion centaur side quests? Yes. Okay. So there are a bunch of centaurs here. Um, and what you will find is the the few older ones that are here are, are civil to you. The ones about Deneed's age are hostily rude. Yeah. Not to the point of laying hands on you, but only just shy of that. Yeah. And the younger ones, again, um, are curious. Cool. You know, this they, they don't trust you, but they're kind of curious about you, and it's mostly from them that you're cool. getting these sorts of things. Shiny. Uh, and they're all women out here for every single one of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, and you get a bunch of informations. Uh So you go and speak to a woman called Isis Redmayne. And where most of the centaurs have facial tattoos and arm tattoos and that sort of thing, she has thousands of them. Her face is just all tattoo, her upper chest is all tattoo, every aspect of her. And she asks, you know, sort of asks vaguely, you know, you go out there, you see lots of the region, that sort of thing. She's I I'm I am the tattoo. I am the, the tribal tattooist for the Norman Centaurs, and Akora has forbid us to roam these. Akora has forbid us to roam the lands freely in these times of oncoming storms. But you, however, have been given permission by her to move through the lands. There are tri- supplies we need for the tribal tattoos. If you bring them to me, I will. Provide a payment. Of, I will provide payment of sorts to you. Uh, and she wants things. Yep. Uh, she wants manticore quills for for needles to carve into centaur flesh. Huh? Thanks for the image. Yep, manticore quills. Um, and she wants a rock egg, as in the giant bird, okay. uh, which can be found at Talon Peak. Right. Um, that's worth knowing. Unfertilized rock eggs. Yep. Um, and can you give me a sense motive check as you talk to her about this? Uh, eight. Okay. Uh, so she says she she doesn't want the rock. She doesn't want the rock harmed. Yeah. She just wants the egg. Yeah. Um, and that's what you get. Yeah. That. Um, for this, um, she will show you a bunch of um, a, a bunch of information about how the centaur tattoos work and you, you get the general impression basically that this will be useful knowledge um, in fact no what she will do 
uh, you will pay you with one of their old texts about centaur tattoos and things. This is not secret information that she isn't supposed to give you. Yeah. It's just long forgotten information. Uh, this will boost your library up in oh, the kingdom. Cool. It's prestige. It will bring scholars in to visit your kingdom and that sort of thing. Uh, the end translation of this is what you get for it is six build points. Oh. In a very indirect fashion, because you get the book, yeah. you put it in your library, it brings in scholars and excitement yeah. and rah, 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 rah. And I would imagine Tristram's extremely enthusiastic about this concept. Yes. Like, he's not that, you know, tattoos are not exactly a concept that ter- tremendously yeah. excites him, but yes. But, uh, uh, you know, un- 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 unclaimed knowledge. Um, so, she will also give you a book of centaur poetry um, cool. for the manticore quills yeah. worth 3,000 gold. Okay. The next one you have is I am Elnoric. I am a scholar amongst our people. In these lands before we came there was something else something older. I have spoken very briefly with your Maester Pedrod of this, the Cyclopean ruins in the area. If you can find evidence of these ruins, notations, bring them to me. A scholarship that I do not have. I will give you I will give you something that I have that is old of our people. Will make you wiser. Uh, so she he she is offering you um, a Whatever it is, it's got a headband in 3.5, I believe it's Paraft of Wisdom. Paraft of Wisdom, yeah. Yeah, Paraft of Wisdom plus two. Sweet. Um, for in- surviving information about Cyclopean ruins and that sort of thing. And the last one you get is from a third centaur woman. Hold on. It's actually relatively complicated. Um, yep. Putting these things down. Yep. Uh, incidentally, you get what is a very obvious little um, tooltip coming up in the corner here that says, you know, helping the centaurs will achieve more trust with them. Yeah. <laughs> including doing these side awesome. quests. Uh, doing the side quests get me loyalty. Um. Relationship, whatever it's a relationship. The last one you get is is a young girl. Like you'd pick her as being about six, but yeah. she's out here with the warriors and has a bow and a spear and all this kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but she comes up to you quite excitedly. She says, I, "I'm a marquee, and I'm a provider for our tribe." Mm-hmm. And there are, there are things I want to get that I can't. Uh, I, I'm looking for spider silk. I've heard there's giant trapdoor spiders living around here somewhere. Uh, you've actually run into one of them in the Stolen Lands way back when, when yeah. your first first encounters. Um, yeah, and that was literally the first thing we fought. Yep. Yeah. Because it was four hexes of grassland and then the trapdoor spider. Just if, if, if you can provide me with spider silk for weave, weaving, and I mean a lot of it, like 50 square yards or so, <laughs> um, 
then I'll be able to sew something magical out of it—a cloak that'll make you st- a cloak that'll make you tougher and more able to resist things around you. It will protect you in some way, to an extent of about plus two, I'd say. Cloak of resistance. Cloak of resistance plus two. Sweet. So the conception is that she'll do that with some of the spider silk, Correct. and the rest is um, for her. Yeah. Sweet. Um, have you seen Lake Silverstep? I hear it's far out, but particularly fine. There are creatures living in there, you know. The Silverstep eels. Not like this is very exciting. They're supposed to be the best eating in the whole of the Northern Heights. But really hard to catch. Hmm. I, I... I, I hear they respond. I hear they respond best to magical berries, but I can't do that sort of thing. Magical berries, like the good, really good kinds, like good berries, like good berries. Yeah, because we've got such an assortment of freaking druids. Actually, you know one, Boken. Boken can make magical berries. Yes, Boken's a druid. Yes, he he wanted you to eat his magic berries, and you kept like, I don't want to fucking eat your one berry for dinner. Yeah. Why are you offering me this, you crazy old man? I didn't realize he was a druid. He's a druid. Okay, good. He memorizes good berry every day. Cool. Um. So she wants you to catch and deliver to her twelve silver eels. Okay. Yep. Um, dead is fine. Yep. You don't have to bring them alive. Sweet. But, you know, in, in good condition, because yeah, you can yeah. cut them up and eat them and make them the eel pie and things. Yeah. Um, and for this, she says she will give you an eel pie. <laughs> now, you laugh, but the silver step eels are, are incredibly hard to catch. I don't think any of my people have ever had an eel pie. It's a big honour. She's so cute. Mm-hmm. Amaki wants an eel pie. <laughs> Purple Eye wants you to kill all the centaurs. Yeah. Now they said solve the centaur problem. Yeah. If I make peace with the centaurs, they'll have to accept that and give me money. <laughs> and and that's it. Yep. Um, I'm not going to give you the side quest where you need to find Master Pedrod to get his wand of fine fucking traps. <laughs> a, you don't want his wand of fine traps. B, you'll be finding him anyway. Yeah, so. yeah. Well, the, the plan is certainly to find Master Pedrod. Uh, so that is all of your little side quest boxes full. Okay. Most of them come from the centaurs. Sweet. And yeah, you you spend the night with the centaurs. It is, you know... Awkward? It is really awkward. Like, you kind of pitch your tent, and your tent is vastly smaller than everyone else around it. There's nothing wrong with your tent at all. It's just designed for a human size. They're a large-sized creature. You know, you you go to hitch the horses, and you're like, okay, you're in a plane, there's no even trees around. Yeah. It's cool, you know, horse is well-trained, it won't run away. Tristan's magic horse vanishes. Yeah. So is Tristan bothered by the, um, you know, aggro-ness of the relationship, or is he too excited by the opportunity? He's very excited and goes around and talks to everyone, and, you know, says, I know they seem hostile, but but over time we'll bond. Yeah. Um, and what passes is kind of an unpleasant night. You are, um, uh, you can actually give me another sense motive check here. Yeah? 
Uh, on that one, I roll really well. Uh, that would be a 20. Okay. So a bunch of little incidents happen over the course of the night. Yeah. The area where you are told you can pitch your tent here appears to be unusually stony ground. Yeah. You know, like stones poking through the bottom of the tent. Um, in the night, there are several loud noises of clanging weapons and centaurs whinnying and people moving heavy things around just outside your tent yeah. three or four times in the night. Um, you know, when you get up, uh, your horses had to be moved all the way over to there because it was in the way, yeah. so regrettable. It's it's just a string of little petty annoyances. Yeah. They're jabbing you. And, yeah. it's, and it's annoying. Yeah. None of it is enough to cause you any actual damage, yeah. mental or physical. Yeah. But there's a string of things that might just be bad luck, but you're pretty sure yeah, it's a bunch of different individuals taking their yeah. little poke at you. Yeah. Because they loathe you. Yeah. But You are loathed. Yeah, but, you know, as compared to hanging out for a day in an orc camp with a bunch of orcs that don't like you very much, these yeah, guys yeah. are pussies. Yeah, they're not beating <laughs> on you with clubs. Yeah. Although, at that sense motive, you get the impression there are several of them who would, given yeah. the opportunity. Yeah. Um, Deneed is, is literally waiting here to kill you the second you start, you know... Our inevitable trail. Yeah. Like... When you get up in the morning, you, there are a couple of centaurs hanging around by your tent that you're pretty sure have been watching on watch against you throughout the night. Yeah, um, not to put too fine a point on it, but Kaelin and Tris- Kaelin insisted on keeping watches. Yeah, either Kaelin. Uh, they Tris- do give you weapons back to walk yeah. around the camp. It's only yeah. personally meeting with a core of silver fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Kaelin was was putting his weapons back on after the meeting. Yeah, yeah. Um, you will actually get warned that there are hostile monsters in the area. Yeah. Generally speaking, yeah. nothing attack. Nothing is going to attack the fucking eighty strong centaur camp. But, yeah, um, yeah. Nothing is going to live anyway. Yeah. Um, but yes, it's, it's just a string of little petty annoyances yeah. that all seem quite deliberate. And a couple of people who are who are literally waiting for you to sneak out of your tent and try and murder the priestess in the night. Yeah. <laughs> this will be great. Well, when I see it first, didn't with this week here. I wish the Merry like trying to piss him off. <laughs> I'm not entirely certain that's yeah. possible. Yeah. On the other hand, you're sending first in to make diplomacy checks. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying he'll be a success. It's a bit Lana on the other hand. Yeah, yeah, I am actually planning to send her. And for that matter, Kaelin is fully intending to take them out of that offer and spend a week living with them. And yes, at this point... um you will receive sufficient information on where they are and where they move to and that sort of thing, that if you want to find the Centaur camp again, you can. So it's, I'm not going to give you a hex because it's literally not. At this at this particular point in time, it is located in this one, but at yeah. another point it might be located in this one because they are, of course, a nomadic tribe. Yeah. But yes, you achieve some diplomacy with the Centaurs. Yay! Okay. Is there anything else you want to accomplish out of this particular meeting? Uh, no, that's that's the central meeting yep. accomplishment. Yep. So in the morning, um, Akora will, you know, wish you a pleasant day. Yeah. <laughs> if not, good luck with your life and all. Yeah. And you will be heavily escorted back out. Um, so basically, at their la- at their good night, their goodbye meeting, Kalen will re-express what he put in the letter, which is. Um, 
if anything's happening with two legs in her vicinity that she's unhappy with, particularly yep. any two legs coming from, um, uh, you know, the, the two legs aren't coming in from Stagthorn, but if she has concerns about two legs activities in the area, particularly of Stagthorn, if she would let him know first. Makes sense, rather than arbitrarily murdering the piss out of them. That's the general idea, yeah. Yep. But basically, the gist is, he is offering to run into session with the other humans for her in terms of the people from Mervon or Brevoy or yep. Drelev are giving her shit. Yep. Particularly Drelev. Makes sense. Or, uh, and certainly, if people from Stagthorn do try anything, he wants to know about it to, you know, bash them and cause them to stop. Okay. Yes. And, yes, would like to... And then Caelan and Tristram are going to go explore some hexes, but I would like to call it there and... So they will take you back, basically, to Vanhold's hex. Yeah. And then leave you in that region. Yeah. Um, You get another sense motive check. It's all sense motive checks versus centaur. Yeah. So even enemy centaur would have been useful to you. Yeah, Uh, six. And you take away no further information. That's fine. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yep. And... Uh, that is that uh, because that is your first meeting with Core Silver Fire. Uh, if you wish to make a diplomacy check on that, you can. And uh, you won't get one every single time you meet. Yeah, with no, I I will endeavour. Oh, sweet! Uh, Tristan will, of course, thoroughly endeavour to assist you. Yeah, but she will succeed on with ease. Awesome. Uh, remembering that you're a minus six to this, yep. so is he. Yep, so that and any still, still succeed in aiding you. Good stuff. Um, because of my, um, because of my, um, minus six penalty, which wipes out my entire diplomacy score. Yep. Um, that is a mega twenty. Kind of intentional. That is a mega twenty-one. Okay, that will raise their trust level. Sweet. You gain a trust point with the centaurs. Awesome. They're still worthy. Yeah, I figured that I'm gonna have to get it up more than one. But that is nonetheless progress. I think the centaurs in general really still like me about as little as they did before, but um, I made a tiny positive impression on it, mm-hmm. which is not nothing given she's evidently pretty freaking important to her people. Uh, and Tristan could probably actually give you some cultural background here. That would be wonderful. And watch them and talk them a bit, and that sort of thing. Okay. Um, because I had no freaking idea what I'm looking at here. So, Tristan, you ride out with him next day because it's the first yeah. chance you had to have a, a real conversation about yeah. it. You also get the impression that they have actually been eavesdropping at your tent. There are some yeah. centaurs who are... They're not real quiet. Yeah. No, none of them you've seen have any real training in stealth because they're horse people. Yeah, yeah. Um, so when you ride out towards Varnhold... Um, well, actually, Tristan makes a sense. Ah! The channel back! Go, Tristan! He says, oh, well, that's that's interesting, really, isn't it? Uh, which part? Well, they weren't... They've, they've just left us here in the sort of area... They've dropped you off within a couple of kilometres of Varnholm. Yeah. Sort of left us here around Varnholm, like they won't come near it. Um, it's not a part of their truce agreement. It, it must be one of those taboo places they were talking about last night. Wouldn't surprise me, given what's happened here. I mean, the yeah, place freaks I mean, me out. They would have just had to have made it so, but but they really won't come near it. 
that's that's what the last synth mode of Jet was. Is they're, right. they're deliberately dropping you off at the taboo boundary of Vanhold. Yeah, you can go piss around in here. They don't care about that. Yeah, to them, it's now um, cursed, uh, taboo. Yeah. You're not allowed to go there. Yeah. Um, Tristan actually having hit a twenty on a synth mode of check. It's less that it's cursed and more. Um, it's not their place to interfere in what's happening there. You're right. They are watchers, mm-hmm. not do, not to not to interfere. Their role is to watch. Um, which is, well, it was it was fabulous meeting with Cora Silverfire. Uh, she's she's their leader, of course, uh, at least for the moment. Because of the time of peace, thing. Yes. Well, their their war leader was Zemek. Uh, the, the queen that Varn slew, uh, they they don't currently. It doesn't appear they currently have a war leader because they're not in a time of war. But if it comes to that, Akora will lose her power, and someone else will be elected. Probably that Denise Thunderhoof. She seems like uh, she's all ready to step up to the plate. I suppose then she's got some motivation for encouraging us to um, declare war. Well, it would certainly, if she's sure it's going to happen anyway. Yes, there, there is that. But amongst the Centaur tribes, it's, it's a literal designation. They have a leader of, in peacetime, and they have a leader in wartime. Being what, with what the Norman Centaurs experience, I imagine Akora is their first peace leader in uh, some time. I. It's uh, not a crazy. Um, it's not necessarily a wholly daft arrangement, neither. Um, those of us who are better at taking people through war and don't always have the equal skills in peace. It's one of the reasons I'm glad I have you for an advisor. So yeah, Tristan will, will talk to you a bit about what he knows of their culture and what he observed of it and that sort of thing. Um, and it is the... the As long as they're in a time of peace, the buck stops with Akora. Yep. She, she personally makes every... Well, she doesn't personally every single decision yeah. the tribe makes, but any co- any choices of consequence go to her, yeah. and it's her and her word alone that is the final say on it. Yeah. What she says goes. There's no counsel, there's no consultation. Yeah. Um, she is considered to be the direct voice of Mother Moon, of Vesna yeah. in this case. Um, so what she says is literally the prophet speaks God's words kind of thing. Yeah. Um, However, as soon as they go to a time of war, that is no longer true, and she no longer has any say or power whatsoever. The centaurs will essentially elect a war leader yeah. in what's actually a, a very diplomatic process. Democratic process. De- de- democratic process, sorry. It can't be her. Yeah. She cannot be the war leader, even if everyone wants her to be, because she's the priestess of the time of peace. Yeah. Uh, then they will have a priestess of war. Right, yeah. What they do not traditionally have is a queen. Zemek is the first and only one that Tristan is aware of them actually having. Right, so that was a very unusual situation. Yeah. They have pre- they have priestesses, yeah. not queens. But they had a queen. And she wasn't the queen of war, apparently, although she seemed to fill the role of war priestess. She was actually... She was the queen! Yeah, which is... Suspiciously consistent with um, King Hagrolka and King Stanglord. Yeah, who were destined to rule over all this land. They were, in fact, destined. They call it this land. Um, 
And yeah, that's that's about what he's taking. And that um, the rest of it is stuff you you either already know or can chew it pretty quickly as a player. They don't. They just trust two legs for the obvious historical reasons. Yeah. Um, that um, whatever mark a core silver fire sees on you is meaningful enough to her to extend you some trust. But she's certainly not just going to roll over and do anything you say because yeah, of yeah. that mark. Um, Go, Tristan. Uh, Tristan will tell you some very useful things, though, which he does know about. And we we should help them with the things they need and and get them the stuff they want, and that will help us gain trust with them. But uh, we we really shouldn't kill that rock. Uh, They consider ancient and large what we'd call monstrous creatures like that to be uh, not necessarily emissaries of Mother Moon, but uh, spirits that have the right to walk in her land as she's in, in other guises a goddess of travel, uh, they see that these, these monstrous creatures have a right to be here. Um, it, it will, it'll go ill for our relations with them if we do kill the rock. Don't want to kill the thing anyway. It's um, bloody huge. To, um, sneak in and get the egg while it's not looking to be my money. Yeah. But you will literally lose lose trust points with them if you kill the rock. Okay, good to know. They don't think it's a god. They don't worship it. They just think it has a right to be here. Yeah. Um, and for obvious reasons, they don't kill it. Yeah. Well, it's not something I'd fancy um, having in my lands, but these aren't my lands, so... Oh, I'm just as, and I'm just as happy not to fight a thing of that, that size unless there's some reason to... Presume that doesn't extend as far as the Spriggans and the like. No, um, it's it's about big old you know monster things. Yeah. So they won't just be random encounters. They'll clearly be things that have been here for some time. Yeah. But killing them will lose you trust. Uh, I'm sure you've worked out that killing centaurs will probably lose you trust yeah, yeah. as well. And it's hard to blame them, really. Um. And that's about that. That's about that. And I think that's probably all the information that your little tired brain is ready for. Yeah, it's fine. So you have a big bunch of side quests. Completing them will gain you trust points. Yay! Trust points will make the samples love you. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, tolerate. Oh. I'm aiming for tolerate. Yeah, I mean, if they stop loathing you, they'll simply dislike you. Yeah, well, that would be progress. Dislike is better than loathing. It's just like it's just like, like in worms where you are, uh, upgrade through, you know, like loser, rookie, novice, I can give you the list if you're interested. Yep. Um, which is murderous. Yep. Loathed. Yep. Disliked. Yep. Uh, neutral. Yep. Liked, trusted, and admired. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, if they think um, Peer Fresh is going to do Kalen, then they really don't know anything about him, which is in fact actually true. But, but the plus side is, you know, they don't hate you because you're half orc. They hate you because you're a half human. Yeah. Well, it seems like everyone's got a grudge against one half or the other. So yes, you make diplomatic contact with the centaurs and then prepare to explore the northern heights. Yes. Dun, dun. Dun, dun.